exactly every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic checkers on the record albums have their own This is a special question. We don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. One of us smoke a natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensimedia. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it... I am on. Welcome to the Adam Dunn Show. I am your host, Adam Dunn, and I am back at Veedverks. I uh, I can't hear anything in my headphones right now, so now I feel like I'm, in th- I'm underwater at this point in time. Probably have to plug them in, right? That makes a good good sense. Yeah, good it helps, I guess. Um. So anyway, uh, there good? it is. Now I feel like I'm on a real show. So today we're gonna have a return of Jeremy Silva. One of the guys who, back in the day when I had Mitch on the show, I swear we had him on here like every other week. But it's been a long time, and so there's a lot going on in the industry, and I think ever since I've wanted to have him on, he's been so busy. Um, so I sat, somehow, between jujitsu and all the other shit he does, <laughs> I got him today for an hour. I so. didn't know he did jujitsu. That's cool. Yes. And he does the jujitsu where <laughs> the, the, the things that he does are awesome. They go and they puff hard. At the competition, so it's oh like, yeah, it's sick. Nice. It's like you're like, well, that seems really counterintuitive, but at the same time, yeah, maybe everyone was just a little less hard on the chokehold. You know what I mean? To be like more compassion in the middle of the in the middle of the of the deal. Um, we're also gonna have Travis from ESO Health, Travis Rogers. Um, I didn't. I, I'm having him on for a few reasons. Uh, one, uh, he used to work for a company that yeah, was really into hemp plastic before. And it connects with uh, with Noel Van Shake, who we uh, had, who uh, unfortunately we lost a few weeks ago. And I wanted to kind of bring his story, Noel's story, on the show, so people kind of know exactly what was going on with that. Uh, let's see who else we got. Um, I think well, we were gonna, we were going to have a call in earlier, but uh, from Illuminar, but it's okay. He's he's so worked up right now. Scott is working hard. Putting setting up the the show over in uh, in Detroit, the the cup that's going on over there right now, uh, logistical nightmare is what I'm hearing already. So word on the street, no parking within four miles. There's oh no, yeah, it's a four miles. You got an Uber in to go from your car to the vet. Oh my Jeez. god, at a stoner event. I mean, yeah. come on, we all forget. I mean, how many how many guys gonna get in the Uber, gonna get all the way to the event and go? Dude, I fucking forgot my rig. Oh, I forgot my this or I forgot my that. Or get turned away at the gate, you know what I mean? Because they're going to be carrying some bullshit that they're not allowed to carry. You can't bring that bottle of whatever in here, alcohol or whatever. You know, like, what do you mean? i got to use it to clean my shit. And you're like, get back in that Uber. Oh, my God, it's going to be hell. So uh, no no actual call-ins from Scott, but we will be, may- maybe, we'll see, during the update, during, the, uh, during our uh, shout-out per- period there, we'll see if maybe he's a... Uh, got any updates but i think it's uh it's looking like that's going to be a 
uh, one of those shows. <laughs> it's going to be one of those shows, right? Um, so I wasn't here last week, took the week off, had been having an amazing summer, I have to say. You know, uh, It's been one of those things where I should have been, I should have been doing five other things, but in, instead I was hanging with the fam, and it's been really, really good. So I took the week, I took that uh, Friday off and did the most I could. Ate, I definitely ate lots of pizza. So, I mean, I hope everybody else out there did the same. Dabs and pizza, as commanded by the AD, by Adam Dunshaw. We have pizza today on the show. Uh, we're going to wait until the, sh- till the, I don't mind cold pizza. It's one thing I can eat cold. Pizza, no problem, dude, as long as it's good. Not Plus, me, man. No? Well, I, it's okay. I've got the cure right here, dude. I did it last week because I didn't have any way to cook. <laughs> <You> just a <laughs> couple waves over it. You'd be amazed. You're amazed. It's like, wow. That's hilarious. No, it works great. And it's actually not overcooked, so it's perfect because then you can give it that little crispy edge. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, also, uh, later on in the show, uh, also, I just remembered, you know, Dave Malone from Green Dot is going to give us a call. Oh, wow. Um, he's cool. headed up to the mountain, so hopefully he'll have good enough reception where he's at. But uh, I want to have him call in when we're having our pizza time. It's like it's going to be our mo- – instead of a moment of silence, it's a moment of pizza, which basically is like silence because everybody's just mowing away, right? Oh, yeah. Um, feel free to have those uh, – Travis, by the way, feel free to – eat any of those cinnamon things do not touch the pizza though you can't do that that's gets that's sacrilege right there <laughs> but, no. but you can go for as many of those cinnamon deals as you want um yeah so what was your week so you got the week off what did you do a uh, week me? off no i didn't have the week off no from me and from us oh from not, you guys not from real work actually <laughs> last weekend was real chill i actually uh just got that 14 mushroom mix in from uh mushroomharvest.com uh cc turned me on to it and nice yeah, so I started taking that. No, daily. not those mushrooms. Everybody's like, whoa, yeah, 14 kinds? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it has like shiitake uh, and cordyceps and turkey tail and uh, lion's mane and all kinds of stuff yep, and mixed up in there. And uh, You've been doing it every morning now? I've been taking it twice a day. Twice so a day? You're going they, down. They say tablespoon I know. a day. No, uh, twi- two tablespoons a day. So. Yeah, at least. Yeah, so uh, I, I do. I, I capsule it up. And I take about a tablespoon in the morning. I take a tablespoon when I, on my way home before I work out. And nice. Yeah. Noticing? Not yet. Mm. Takes a while. Takes yeah, a while. I think it takes a little bit. I I do notice like a I don't know. I got like a weird energy boost the first couple times I started taking it and stuff. You I know? think like, what it does to me a lot of times too is it just makes because I'm taking it, I'm giving myself like a little boost without even worrying about what's in it you know what i mean just the fact that i'm actually taking the energy doing the taking the time and the energy to add that into the diet and stay on top of it it's right. almost like we're so used to giving up on everything so quick i mean that's just the norm right you go yeah like, yeah 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 and then like two weeks later you're like ah, forget about it and and the thing is with these kind of products it's very accumulative you know what i mean it's not like you get a usually not like an instant thing but some right. people do some people actually uh some people actually you know, right out of the gate might notice it, but they probably are in need more than anybody, right? Right. So you've been just basically wasted on mushrooms for a whole wasted week. Wasted on mushrooms <laughs> for a whole week, man. That's basically all that I'm doing. Cool. Yep. That sounds like a plan right there, especially in this time of year. Um, yeah, we we had uh, had a good time out there at the show, doing the show from last, uh, uh, the Portland show and stuff. We didn't get to really... Uh, follow up on that since we didn't do a show after but i did bring back a bunch of uh, flavors so excellent gonna give uh gonna give you a bunch to take with you too so you can excellent you can give me the the analysis but this is all the stuff from phytus and uh organically grown no-till 
super flavorful. Got some some proper fire in there. Um, yeah, well, grown also with uh, buffalo. Oh, really? So it's nice to know. Oh, I mean, cool. They're one of the. They're yeah. They're they're planning on like you know kind of uh, being the source of that out there. So. So that was really cool. And then show over uh, overall, I'd have to say cannabis shows are kind of falling by the wayside in a sense as far as if you've done enough shows, you're especially on these in- industry shows because it's not like people are buying lots and lots of new gear right now. So it's kind of the, 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 the this particular show wasn't really hopping too hard. Um, and I think it's like happening like that with a lot of uh, – it's like a lot of that uh, going on where, cause you know, at a certain point, if you've done the same thing, you know, in the hype, it's, that's why it's always fun to go like, that's why like, you know, Oklahoma and all those places right now, fun mm-hmm. next year, already going to be lame. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because everyone gets over it real fast. It's like, and we say it all the time on the show. It's like, it kind of, you know, in, in Holland, it was like 10, you know, 10, tw- you know, 10 years of solid like cups and, you know, even more on paper, but like the reality of maybe 15 good years. And then after that, it kind of fizzled. And now the same thing happens here, but in an American style where it happens just because they tried to do, you know, between the cups and the trade shows. I mean, like it got just overwhelming and you can't do all of them and you have to really be selective of which ones you're going to do. And, uh, yeah, so it's, it's not as easy as it looks. That's for sure. It used to be the no brainer. Uh, but at, as it goes now, I think you have to be really kind of cutting edge as far as if you want to do a trade show for products, you got to be super cutting. Because the whole thing is, in my opinion, when I walk around any of those shows, I just want to see one fucking good thing. That's it. If I see one thing, I'm like, <laughs> all right, that show was worth it. But sometimes you go and it's like, wow, not a single thing that really just, you know, made me go like, holy shit, that's right. something I need, you know. Um, what else happened? Yeah, just Nerf Wars with my kid. That's pretty much what I've been at. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nonstop Nerf Wars. Nerf Wars, dude. Yeah, I miss He's at that phase now. He's yeah. at that phase. Yeah, he's already, I had to build a whole wall for him with with guns, <laughs> basically, in his yeah. fort. You know, in his fort. I want the wall of guns. <laughs> uh, nice. That's cool. So, let's see. What time is it now? Four, okay, so about 15 minutes, we're going to have uh, Jeremy call in. Mm-hmm. Um, we could do, what I was thinking we'd do, we could break up the, let's break up the, um, shout outs because they're so exciting. Gotcha. And, uh, we'll do, we'll do the non Jeremy ones, obviously. Okay. Um, and, and we'll, and we'll wait with the Luminar and we'll wait with the other guys for later on too. Okay. So. Right out the gate. Right out the, you talking for me now? You talking for me? Boom. Right out of the gate. Our, our buddies over there at New Millennium Nutrients putting together a great formula. Uh, again, if you're working off of like a, a dosatron system and you, you know, you, you're looking to improve flavor, improve, uh, you know, yield, yield, yes and no. Uh, there's other products out there that'll give you a bigger yield, let's say. Like, you know, I've seen guys crush it with fucking house and garden and stuff, but it tastes like crap, right? These, this brings you everything, the proper weight, where the plants are in, under the, you know, in the right sort of proportions, let's say. It's not just blown out. Um, but also the, the terps, and that's kind of where everyone's figured that out after in the last few years, right? It's like, more, I'd rather have a high terp strain, lower yield, than the other way around. 
and this is where you guys got to go if you want to work with it. So you go to newmillenniumnutrients.com and check out the whole line. You can hit them up with a done deal, um, and they got some little starter packs that they'll throw your way. Um, you can also uh, look at their, they have a store finder, and they'll have a calculator. So if you want to figure out exactly how much you're going to need for your particular situation, you can do that all online beforehand and not waste time or energy or money, which are all the same thing. And uh, you, you always like, you know, if you do contact them direct, you ask for the done deal, that gets you extra special treatment, which means they throw your thing in the corner <laughs> and they get to it when <laughs> they need to get to it. No, they might. No, they're, they're definitely uh, got some good little sample sets that they can uh, get out to you. Um, particular products that I love from them is uh, their Ruby Fulvic, which is uh, the uh, nine sources of fulvic acid. And uh, I love their Decision product, which is uh, for exactly that. When you're making a new decision and you want to switch over between uh, veg cycle and flour, it gives you that in-between needed sort of boost instead of having. And also just you can really see it sets your plants off really hard. And then uh, also their Winter Frost is a great standalone. If you want to grab, if you're finishing up a line and you're used to, you know, you know exactly what your stuff looks like. Try it with the winter frost, see how much improvement you'll get. You will be surprised. So, newmillenniumnutrients.com. Check them out. And Incredibles. Incredibles Edibles, the best edibles here in Colorado and nationwide. Definitely get worldwide when it can happen, right? But they are putting out the most consistent uh, candy, chocolates, uh, all sorts of different kinds of edibles now. Uh, On top of that, they also have, uh, like, wellness products, bath bombs, things like that. THC bath bombs, that's a, that's when you know you're having a night in, pretty much. You're like, I'm doing the THC. <laughs> I, I guess if you if you got some suppositories, maybe then you would really be like really? double down. Suppositories, yeah. <laughs> soaking, smoking, <laughs> trying everything, right? Soaking and smoking. Soaking and smoking. Yeah. I don't know if they did suppositories, did they? Did they? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Let's see. Something I just don't, I'm not up on these days. Let's but uh, in general, they are the, the your source for the most consistent edible and yep, extracts. They do. There you a go. Better, a better suppository. A better, su- see, I knew it. Beth tablets. Uh, 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 a- and I bet they just put that out because I definitely don't remember seeing that. Yeah. There Boom. you go. Right there. I knew it. <laughs> I knew they had you covered. They've got you covered. Wow, a thousand milligram 10 pack. Crazy. See, people are getting (laughs) They're like, whoa, wait a minute. That's insane, man. Um, Well, if you need it like that. Yeah, no, that's great. And I think that some people can't take it uh, orally. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, there you go. Cool. Every option. Um, Go to iloveincredibles.com, check out their store finder. Uh, We are working on a done deal with them. There's a new product coming out. We we don't know what it is. We're going to find out on the show. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. We had Derek on the show a few weeks ago, and he has uh, decided that the new product, and they're going to have to come out with some, it's going to be one of those rigmaroles where you're going to have to get the done deal, then go to the thing, then do the thing, to get the thing. It's not going to be that easy, but it's still going to be worth it no matter what, just like these products are worth it. And it's hard to, like, again, check their store finder and check out for their drops because their products go so quick that if you don't pick up on it right away, you're you're getting the dregs. Once again, I love Incredibles.com. Done deals coming soon from them. Alrighty, so we're skipping over Jeremy and going to Green Farms. Green Farms. 
greenfarms.co uh also doing some big things these guys they're they're uh getting into the whole mushroom cultivation side of it also they they're Excellent. they're and and it, it all connects you know what i mean like if you're doing uh if you're doing uh the sort of complete organic no-till and you're produce and you're you got your own worm bed let's say which these guys do they have their own worm farm uh, if you've got a worm farm then you kind of you know it's almost like you have to have chickens because you'd have to feed the worms their shells to get that you know good calcium in your into your program and you you know you might as well roast coffee because they love coffee you know what i mean you kind of want to get into this whole circular motion where you're using everything that you can to feed the next source and pretty much like you know any any uh regenerative growing formula these guys are covering all bases they're doing hemp they're doing cannabis they have a also they have a retail store for products in uh lewisville so if you're here in colorado and you're near boulder area you can go to their shop you definitely want to get try the done deal because uh again i have no idea what it'll be but maybe they'll just hand you some worms who knows you know i saw this last week too that that renew cbd store I didn't even see. I didn't see that. That's that wasn't there before. Yeah, it was. It was. It was new na- last week. I couldn't ask you about it uh-huh. because we're like via Skype and stuff. Uh-huh. But yeah. Well, we have to tell. Oh. We have to get them on the show. It looks like they got a bunch of other stuff and too. And these are new too. See? Cool. Oh my God! It's just getting crazier and crazier. Well, that's like I said, they're doing big things. The cool. company's expanding as we as we speak. As we speak. Um, which is awesome to see. We'll get. Um, we'll try to get JW on the show at some point. It's. He's a hard man to nail down. Thanks, man. Uh, he's a hard man to nail down, but if we can, we'll get him soon. Now that he's all old, like me and shit, he might—he may have slowed down a little bit. Not really. Shaved his beard though, so I don't know if he's even allowed on the show until <laughs> until he grows it back. But he has—he has kept a little bit going. But if you go to greenfarms.co, uh, also if you're in the, the Springs area and you happen to be a patient, then you can go and try their no-till grown cannabis. Hmm. Um, and uh, also hash and stuff that they produce in-house. It's all, you know, again, it's like one of those things where if you are if you watch somebody taking the energy, uh, taking the energy of uh, doing things right, it's a, hard, it's a slow start. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's not like as easy as if you just go and get your general hydro and pop it. Oh, my God, look, I'm a great grower. Um, you, you're going to go through the growing pains. You're going to deal with unknowns because that's what it's all about. And a lot of times... Um, you know, obviously, yeah, you can, you can, now we can scientifically sort of back it all up too, but you're still kind of going to be free-forming it here and there. And so they kind of went through a slow beginning, but at the same time stuck to their guns. And it's nice to see that the stuff coming out of there now is fire and, uh, you know, consistent, which is again, the whole key to being a good grower is your consistency. You know, you can, if you do one, uh, if you do one, uh, good run and then five bad runs you know what i mean that's not really the idea you're better off doing five runs that don't yield so great than doing the one great big yielding awesome run and then four shitty ones right after it because you don't Mm. sort of you know follow through with your ipm or or sort of cut corners or take it easy take it a little too easy which happens (laughs) and uh yeah these so again these guys just kind of rocking and rolling and making it work Greenfarms.co online, and uh, if you do go to the shops, either one, throw that done deal out there. Hell yeah. 
Are we going to move along or are we splitting it up? Well, we did do Treasure, of course. We did do Treasure because I talked to Petey yesterday. Mm-hmm. We have had an Adam Dunn Show listener there. Oh, really? Recently. He couldn't. Awesome. He couldn't, you know, give me any more details. Uh, but he did. He ha- he did get one recently. So if you are in Barcelona, if you listen to the show here, and you want to get the ultimate done deal, the done deal of all done deals, at least at this point in time. Yeah. Uh, you want to go to the Treasure Barcelona? You just look them up on uh, online on Google. Check them out. Uh, you go straight to the door. You push the little button. Door slides open. Like get smart. Mm-hmm. There'll be a nice young lady there. She'll say, "What you know? Do you have your membership card?" And you'll just all you have to remember is done deal. Just be like, "I'm here for the done deal," and they'll be like, oh, "But of course." Yep. And the doors will open yeah. magically. The same doors that would have stayed shut if you <laughs> said any other deal. <laughs> you kind of you tried to do this deal or that deal, it wouldn't work. But you, because you use the done deal this time, finally, you're like, "Done deal." What's up? You walk through the door. Now Petey's waking up. Oh, whoa, what's going on, done deal? He's, you know, you're, you're treated like royalty at that point. You might as well you might as well own the place, right? You can do it, you know. You need a coffee, boom, coffee. You want some weed, boom, weed. Smoke a joint, joint's already rolled. Yep. You can't even, you can't even, you can't even do, th- it's like one of those situations where you, I just want to do it myself. It's like, no, dude. Yeah. Actually, they're going to roll the joint right there for you. Be- just because of the done deal. Everybody else got to roll their own charts. Everyone else got to roll their own. Yeah. But uh, no, Treasure, definitely a super spot in Barcelona to go check out. You can uh, rest assured that of all the done deals, <laughs> that is the one you want to use. Uh, but yeah, I talked to Petey. He's got, oh, and he's got some Sage Master Select coming on to the shelf soon. Because um, nice. we, were, we were there in March. Yes, we were. So I was... That's exactly uh, it was in my mind the other day. I was like, hmm, I wonder if he has any Sage Master Select ready. Nice. Sure enough, coming around the corner. So Sweet, dude. I don't know what he couldn't again. He was out of his out of his wheelhouse at that point. But sure. apparently within the next uh, week or so, there should be some on the shelf. And, awesome, man. Uh, so that's cool. Be, so then you get the double done deal right there. You're yeah. walking in and you're like, wait a minute. I want Sage Master Select. That's just going to be, you know, as as much as you could get, I guess. Yeah, man. I'm saturated. Go, You'd I'm be saturated. Go to in Barcelona it. instead of Arizona this next week. It's a little bit of a different trip, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it would be worth it. Um, actually, I don't know. It's pretty tough there in the summertime. That's it was so hot in Amsterdam. I can just imagine what it was like down in Barcelona this year, because it was crazy. There was a heat wave all across Europe yeah. this year, and I mean, at least Barcelona is a little more designed for it. It's not quite. You definitely don't have great. Well, the sh- clubs, which you did remember, they're all about their HVAC, remember? Yes. It's like more important than anything in Barcelona is if you're going to go to these clubs, make sure they have a very good HVAC, which they advertise a lot. Like that's pretty much more important to them than anything. Right. Yeah. Incredible HVAC. You're like, oh, this is the spot. Because otherwise they can get really sticky fast and not in a good way. Yep. Yeah. Not the good sticky. Not the good sticky. Mm-mm. Um, yeah, so we're going to save, uh, well, we can, we can do seeds here now. We can start with them. Of okay. course. We're okay. just going to save Illuminar because I wanted to do, uh, right. I want to talk to them, do them at the end. And, um, we're going to do half seeds here now because seeds here now is, gets, is worthy of two, two ads. 
Got it. Right? Okay. One ad until right until he calls. We're just going to only talk about James and Seeds here now. Nice. All the breeders you need under one roof. Uh, 100% guarantee on all seeds. The so if gold you have standard of genetics. The gold standard. It is the gold standard. But if you go, uh, so if you have an issue with something, didn't sprout, whatever, did, no problem. Just tell them what's up. They'll take care of you and uh, stand behind everything. Uh, they got a whole bunch of new drops in. I was hanging out with JJ last with the other day, actually, with um, James Loud was in town. So... Uh, he nice. was. He was. Uh, he's got. He's got some interesting stuff coming up. We'll have him on the show real soon, uh, when he's ready to launch all that. The Dunloud line. Nice. Let's see, it's happening, dude. It's taking a while. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You forgot right. about the Dunloud. You yeah, forgot about I remember that. seeing him in Spain. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So that shit's about to happen. It's starting to uh, be tested and looking really good. So glad to see that. But uh, you can go on to. Seats here now and check out all. They have a whole bunch of BOGO deals going on. Buy one, get one free. 20% off site-wide sale. 20% site-wide sale. See, it's just just deals on pawn deals. Yes. But, uh, again, good prices, good service, guaranteed. Pretty much all you want when it comes to seed company. You don't really need much more. Uh, again, done deal on the way out. Gives you another 15% off or something like that. So I don't know if that brings you up to 35 but if that's the case that's pretty good and they accept bitcoin now and they accept bitcoin and the website's all updated and clean see how clean it is now yeah and it loads fast now and see how clean the site is it used to be all like it is nice like, wow load 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 so that's what happens when you spend the big bucks i guess you know yeah it's amazing what the difference between a good website and a bad website right? uh, yeah man yeah this one no it's looking very clean very useful uh, i've also got a forum it can go on Check out different uh, breeders. Talk to them direct. Get your questions in. Uh, show off, whatever you want to do. Uh, so, yeah, go to seedsherenow.com, and you'll have all the links there. And I don't think they're doing the other one anymore, right? That Seedaholics thing is dead in the I water. Think, yeah, I don't think so. It's I don't have there. to announce that anymore. Yes. I almost did last week. Got it all. Got, would have been all wrong. Everyone would have been still trying to figure it out. So uh, any, any second now, Jeremy will call in. See how we timed that? Perfect. Yeah. Um, oh, also, uh, at that Detroit show, for Sage Master Select at Illuminar, I'm going to just throw that out there right now. Go to Illuminar booth because I'll double it up. I'll talk about it at the end also. But uh, in case you're heading that way and you want to pick up some the new genetics from me, buy two, get one free. Yo, yo, Mr. On Time. Guy's got a... Uh, how you doing there? I don't hear him. You there? Nope. Jeremy? Mr. On Time, but not there. Weird. Okay. Well, it was him, though. That was him. That was him. All right. On, on time. everything, so it was fine. Should, Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, well, try one more time there, Mr. Jeremy. Let's see what's up. Um, but yeah, you tested it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I heard. Uh, I heard everything. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. So we'll just wait for him to call back. Uh, one more time. One more time, Jeremy. I'll, I'll roll. I'll spark a joint while I'm doing that, and text him if he doesn't call back. That's it. He gave up on us. That fast. Yeah, get that one. 
What's that Taekwondo dude? He wants to go so bad. I had to. That's why he's on time. Let's see. Yeah, we heard the Skype signal, so it wouldn't be on my end. So, yeah. Okay, but you couldn't hear him either. Yes, I couldn't hear him either. All right, tell him one more time. Try again. See, now he's, this is the thing. When Jeremy used to call in on the show uh-huh. was when we were at our peak of terrible production. <laughs> Absolute peak. I think even the last time he called in, we had some issues with the Skype. And oh, we did too. totally. Yeah. Didn't we have to like talk through the thing to I, get to the thing? I, I had to do one of those deals, I think right? it was one of those, yeah. Wow, so Jeremy might be the problem. <laughs> After all these years, now I know. Right. Because he's actually the old. I think he's the oldest distri- uh, sponsor we have, too. Yeah, I would venture so. to say that as well. See, we're connecting the dots. Yeah. Yeah. Should I try calling him? Maybe he said one sec. Sorting an issue. Okay. Yeah. I All think right. it might have been on his end. Cool. Right yeah, on. we're not taking that one, are we? KTI and MTI run a tight ship. Well, I'm about KTI. <laughs> He's barely checking in with us. Is he listening? Is he on the? Is he in the? I haven't chat? seen him in the chat. What? Um, Come on now. But I also haven't been looking at the chat for a second. So mm, well. He better give us a shout at some point. That guy's so busy. Um, Here we go. There we go. Hello. All right, let's try one more time. How's it going? Is this Jeremy? Hello, can you hear me? Oh, yes. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Sounding good. See, I was was just putting the dots together. I was like, wait a minute. Jeremy, whenever he calls, we have some massive failure. Isn't that true? I mean, last time we had to do some crazy... Patch patch job, I remember. Just to get a show off. You, you there, Jeremy? Now we lost him again. See? Jeremy. Hmm. Heard him. Yeah, we heard him. He was there. Hmm. Strange. Now he's gone. Strange. Into the ether. Wow. It's like a true, like a true Adam Dunn show interview. Right. All right, part this part seven on the intros. <laughs> hmm, strange. All right, but he sounded very distant too. You notice that? It didn't sound like really. I thought it sounded fine. I mean, it sounded clear, but it just didn't sound like it was hmm. up front. Hmm, strange. All right, let's see. Uh, yeah, we can't hear you, Jeremy. If you're on the line still, oh, there's something. Sort of. Oh, it's gone now. Strange. And he's gone. Not sure what was going on there. Hmm. Well. So that's It's happening. tough to be on that western slope. I guess, you know, it doesn't get over the top of the mountain or something like that. Signal. Right. Just can't quite get over. Uh, so... We got going on the chat, gang. Anything exciting? I'm just taking a look here. All I saw was spider mites, and that's sick. Is he nervous? Yeah, spider mites are no good. No. It's weird, too, because we're, we're so used to not seeing them for so long, I think, that everybody kind of... I, I actually saw some in, in my mom's spot. I had to throw some plants out. just didn't want to even think about it. I was just like, nope, gone. Don't even... It was weird because, again, we kind of all thought the same thing, like... Yeah, whatever. Like you know, they haven't seen him forever, and you. If you but you got to just stay on top of the predators and stuff. That, that's the best. That's the best, best fucking way. Right. Because in the end of the day, it's like, you know, it's the whole point is you kind of expect you're gonna have something, right? Right. And so 
because it does suck when you buy predators and you have nothing because then you're kind of like well what the fuck are they gonna eat right but at the same time it's better when there's they find them before you find them which you know that's their that's their job right all right let's see jeremy what's going on man i can't believe we have this i think i cursed myself by blaming him oh yeah oh fully yeah it's 100 percent. now it's my fault all right let's do this 970, different number. Sweet. Yo, yo. Let's try hey. this one. Hey. Hey, how you doing? Dude, I can hear you. My microphone was working. I just couldn't. Did you guys hear me? No. Yeah. No, we couldn't no. hear you. No, no. We, couldn't, we couldn't hear you. Oh, wow. That's weird. Yeah. Okay. It's because I... It's because well, it's better. I took the responsibility because I said I basically blamed you. I blamed you for all of my lack of professionalism, basically. <laughs> and I said, oh, you know what? Uh-huh. Now that I remember, last time we had some problems with Jeremy on the phone. We had to do some crazy patch jobs. You remember that? We had to, like, hold the phone up. All right, thing. well, you here know. I am. Good job, man. And Thank you. Thanks for joining us again. Um, I know you got to get out in about 40, 40 minutes or so, so we're, we're going to have a tight show today, but I think if we can get Kevin on the show in the future, that'd be awesome. I'd love to... Uh, oh, we definitely will. He's, uh, you know, like a lot of us, got a lot going on, and I think he had some family commitments that yep. uh, could get out of tonight, so I, I still wanted to participate, and um, no, anyway, sure. glad you're having me on. Of course. Always good to have you on, and like I was saying earlier on the show, I said, like, you know, man, back when Mitch was on the show... You were like our our rescue guy. Like we'd be, we'd be like, uh oh, so and so is not showing up. And then Mitch would already be on the phone. He's like, got Jeremy already. He's coming in. And I was like, man. So we had you like saturating the show for a while there in the beginning, which is awesome because I think those shows inspired a lot of people. You know what I mean? And a lot of people, uh, you know, they they say when when a lot of people say like, oh, on the Adam Dunn show, you you know you you showed me the way. It's actually you pretty much because. Those early shows with you were, were instrumental, I think, in getting a lot of people hyped up on the idea of growing, a, you know, growing no-tail or, or regenerative farming or any of these, you know, now sort of getting into fashion vibes, you know, uh, ways of growing. Yeah, but, I mean, it's always been that way, and you guys had the platform, and before that it was the forums. Before that it was a buddy that you knew, and mm-hmm. no matter what, there has to be some way to disseminate the information and... I think when there was no way to communicate, you had a lot of uh, roundabout ways to get the same job done that were little tricks from friends and tips. And so over the last decade, it's been really interesting to see the coming together and uh, of all the ideas and being communicating out in the open. And then now, obviously, all the way up to agriculture, where we see thousands of acres of hemp being grown. That's really just cannabis, um, you know, with lower THC. And it's really exciting. I drive around, and there's just thousands of acres of cannabis growing all around me. It is. And, it, is uh, it is awesome. It feels like it? a dream, you know. In some ways, in other ways, it feels a little bit like a nightmare. Uh, there's a lot of direct seeded farms around here that are just letting males rip and really changing the indoor game because uh, obviously the values changed and people are looking for products that's not pollinated and a lot of people are popping off some indoor runs or life death in and yeah, uh, it's getting weird again. You know, it's funny to see how the industry, um, because I think with with hemp running parallel with can't like like you're saying, thousands of acres of basically cannabis, which is low low THC, but the fact that you know we're we're all like you know the the reality like a lot of people gave up on indoor growing or gave up on their light depths with the thought that it wasn't going to get above a thousand bucks a pound, 
And yeah. lo and behold, here we are at this moment where there's you know drought, nationwide drought kicking in, people hurting, and I, I'm surprised because. And that was gonna. It's it's great to watch though too because it's almost like being a stock market guy where you're like, oh well, you know, let's let's all set our watches to three months from now and see what happens when everyone tries to dump on the market at the same time, and then the price go back down again. You know what I mean? Like, which is gonna happen because yeah, it's just everyone's on the same tip, right? We're all like, ooh, maybe we should start growing cannabis again because it's got value, you know. Whereas hemp just seemed yeah. like the only option for most people because of the fact that now you're talking tons and. You know, people are buying all of it instead of like cherry picking your shit, <laughs> which is. Uh, you know, we're we're still we're still finding people that are growing uh, CBD, smokable, you know, hemp flower indoors or greenhouse or light depth, and then they're drying and curing it indoors, seedless. Yep. High quality, and they're getting like wholesale prices for the pound. That I mean, not wholesale for hemp, but wholesale for THC. I mean, they're getting seven hundred dollars, thousand dollars, depending if it's just you know one off right. of people that really want it. And you're like, what? Yeah, for no, CBD. So uh, it's hard to grow quality on scale, just like anything else. And everything's got pollen flying around. And there's this new uh, virus that's been hitting everyone with hemp. And so it's really going to be interesting to see what happens when the market is. You know, usually flooded during a certain time of the year, and you got politics in California, you got changes in hemp and pollen flying, and so I'm like, man, is it really going to be flooded, or is it still going to be a drought? Now, is it now this virus that you were talking about? Is that the um, now is that the latent uh, hop virus, haptoid, <coughs> or is that the newest one that we've seen from that? Uh, so our, our buddy, yeah, our buddy posted Canapu posted last week. That was a really interesting thing. And there's like a leaf whirl that you'll see that you'll notice. And typically, if it hits the whole plant, it's every branch. If the plant was a little more mature when it happened and it was healthy, it might only hit that apical, that top, and, or maybe one branch. And then the hormones will change and all the lowers will shoot up around it and they'll be fine. And then some of them are growing out of it. But we've narrowed it down, at least in some cases, where it's been positively identified um, on, on several farms and it looks similar. And it's the leaf hopper, the beet curly top virus. And so it's, it's the vector is the leaf hopper, and it seemed to be more of like a migration than an infestation. So once you got hit, uh, the neighboring plant, if that was clean, you're probably safe. I'm not saying, you know, 100%, but it was one of those things that everybody's confused by because it was so random around the fields. And every genetic, from clone, from seed, all of them, um, had issues across the board, so it wasn't like related to one genetic or anything. Right. Um, oh, but but it, but, it, but it wouldn't spread after the fact too much, just during that like at a certain. From time, what we know so period. far, yeah, nothing spreading after the fact unless it was bitten by those migrating uh, huh. infected leaf hoppers. And we had an excessively moist spring that definitely saw some unusual migrations of bugs this year. That yeah. could have been maybe new vectors. I'm not sure, but in any case, uh, some of the plants that were getting you know, really high seed count trays, get slightly stressed in the tray, planted late so it's hot sun, and they kind of never come out of their stunting. And some of those, if they get that leaf uh, curl virus, they will just be totally taken down. Or other plants grow right out of it, or they maybe are, are trucking along just fine despite one branch. And so it's going to be interesting to see what happens when flower comes and see if they just fight through it or if other plants have issues, and we just don't know yet. 
So it doesn't really spread even within the plant. It's sort of like immobile, basically. Um, I've had different reports, and it's hard for me to confirm 100%. From what I've seen, it seems like it's fairly immobile. Hmm. Uh, once it's been infected, at least um, I see either a top or or the nearest branches to it, but not the whole plant. Right. Sometimes the whole plant, and it seems to be a weaker plant in that case. And then the next thing that um, you know we've heard or had reports of is biology. Uh, and like removing the infected part, feeding biology, and then maybe upping nutrition for a, for the next dose, and they're seeing growth out of it. Where if they don't do some sort of biology, no increased feeding, nothing changes. But those aren't reports I've confirmed myself, and so I'm just trying to keep it to what I've actually seen uh, uh-huh. with regards to that virus until we learn more. Right, right, right. And then, um, so what? Else, so what other kind of pitfalls have you seen this year? Because I, I, I got to imagine that. With the amount of people that are growing, and the people who put so many people started late, and so many people, you know, are maybe first timers even. I mean, seeing all these fields, what do you what do you think the uh, sort of failure rate is going to be this year? You know, I don't know. Um, I think that planting date is probably one of the biggest issues, and when you start to scale up, that planting date is staggered across weeks and months based on the amount of acreage you have to do. And nobody's having a trouble-free run. So I don't care whether it's a multi-million dollar farm or whether it's just a mom and pop. There's tractor issues. There's equipment issues. There's obstacles to overcome as farmers that are difficult. Mm-hmm. And there's limited resources because it's not corn, you know. And so uh, everybody's fighting through it. And once they get a successful planting, I think most of the newer farms are going to have to learn how to farm. And so are we because, you know, once you cut fresh turf on, let's say, beautiful soil, you might only have a few years, and if you don't amend it and soil test it, feeding can be much more important, just like hydro. So if your feeds aren't very dialed, you can have issues, and we're experiencing some of those issues this year where we have farms that didn't amend uh, because not only the availability of ingredients because of all the new farms, but delays in trucking because of that, weather issues with getting wet soil and tractors, and then just increase in scale. And so some of the farmers... Um, you know, when you're feeding on what was a cornfield and there may not be, there may be some issues of micronutrients from past, 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 uh, weed sprays or uh, herbicides, fungicides, things like that. And there's all sorts of considerations that you start asking yourself when you see issues. And then there's a virus on top of it. You're like, man, is it a virus? Is it a nutrient issue? And so, uh, we've been doing sap testing this year at a lab called, um, apical ab, Apical ag, uh, like the apical meristem. Mm-hmm. And so if you look up apical ag, they do sap testing, and I've heard that now they finally made it legal to uh, overnight them hemp samples of your leaves. And instead of, like, smashing the leaf to get all the sap out, they have a really scientific process with graphs and charts. And you do your new leaf versus your old leaf, and they can tell you based on the difference of those leaves and the percentage and all of the different nutrient levels, whether you're heading in the right direction or the wrong direction, and whether you can make a critical adjustment. Mm-hmm. And it's really new to me. Um, you know, a lot of farmers, uh, especially on the um, synthetic side where they have a lot more nutrient control, have been using sap testing and even in organics for a long time. And on large, large scale with a, a lab that does this type of analysis, we've only started doing it this year, so it's really new. Yeah, and I would imagine with some of the farms going online, because uh, I was down in uh, Alamosa area, and I was on a, farm, a couple of pivots there, 
And it was funny because one of the guys was like, uh, there was a tractor just sitting there idle, you know, and we pulled up with the, with the owner and with uh, some of the guys on the crew. And, you know, the first thing the guy's like, hey, why is that guy not out there, uh, you know, uh, uh, working the working the field there? And he's like, well, he's off picking up some more, uh, he's picking up some more root wise. And I was like, oh, yeah, wow, on a awesome. fucking thousands of acres. This, that's a good little lick right there as far as I'm, you think we're going to yeah, run Yeah, no, we're uh, using RootWise on thousands of acres, uh, and it makes a, a very big difference, especially when you use it like in the water wheel at critical times and then uh-huh. the bloom formula transition to flower. Um, I'd like to, you know, say that all the farmers are doing cover crop and building up that biology and adding organic matter, but hmm. the reality is most of these farms are brand new, and they're rolling out the plastic, and the weed pressure is harsh. And the mobilization of nutrients is, is challenging. And uh-huh. so we're just trying to do everything we can. And it makes, it makes a lot of sense to use biology. Yeah, I mean, the, the pig grass is pretty intense in some areas. And uh, it's, it's a matter of being on the right side of that, for sure, and suppressing all that. I think these guys weren't using any plastic on their farm. It was all pretty much, but but they also didn't didn't raise anything up either. You know what I mean? So they just kind of had like, yeah. like the ones that were, we went and checked out this one uh, farm that was kind of coat, you know, with the same seeds and the same time. And it was like night and day because this woman and her dad have had these, these thousand or so acres forever and, you know, really just nailed it. And they were like concerned about like this, like, you know, maybe a couple hundred plants. And I was like looking at their spot, like, I don't think you need to be worried. I think you're going to be fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then I went over to check out the other guys and it was like, wow, you might be nervous. You might be a little worried. It could be, you know, cause there was that situation where yeah, you get, you might couple, couple of them got choked out, you know what I mean? And a couple just didn't do nothing. And then a few did really well, but late. So yeah, there's a lot of, there's going to be a lot of, uh, I believe there's going to be, a lot of problems, not necessarily on the growing, but I think the biggest problem is the bottleneck is going to be when they harvest and where the fuck is yeah. all this shit going? <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. I feel. Yeah. No, I mean, they, you'd be surprised. There's some pretty unbelievable demand. And it's like, I'll say that within the, like the industry, there's this, I feel like I have it, a little bit of tunnel vision where I'm like, who the fuck uses CBD, especially this much? This is ridiculous. There's only so much people can use, but then you hear for people that are looking to buy it, like they have breweries in Texas that have thousands of gallons of beer with CBD in it. They sell out every time they brew it. They can't keep up with demand. Mm-hmm. More people talking about getting in next year. And it's like, obviously, there's got to be a diminishing point of return, but it's definitely a big green rush right now. And there's good and bad from all sides of it. Um, but we've got a lot to learn as far as just unrolling brand new dirt like that when you see plants that are all different sizes, some choked out, some not. And I really feel like across the board, when we look at some of the differences, it seems like just soil texture and what's been growing there before can make a huge difference because, you know, picture taking some of this topsoil that's all alkaline out here and trying to grow indoors with it. Obviously, it's not the same, um, but you can you can see how it would limit the plant size when it's kind of suffocating with a lack of aeration and mm-hmm. compost like we're normally used to. And so you take that across acreage and you're going to have very different spots all the way across that property unless you do cover crop or unless it's been grass before or alfalfa. And so um, the differences in property is, is really like the differences in growth medium, growing medium, you know, and uh, it's a complicated formula. And a lot of times what you want to do, you can't really do because of the timing or the expense or the speed at which the season's moving. 
And so it taught us a lot, but at the same time, I really get a lot more passionate about indoor still. I just like cannabis better, I think, but it's still, uh, well, you know, it's cool to learn the the scale. It is. And it's, it's, it's dream come true. I think for all of us, as far as, you know, just standing there looking at enough, you know, like plants as far as you can see. But again, I feel like it's kind of like going into anybody's grow room. You see the workload, you know what I mean? You kind of like, you start to, feel sympathize for the work that's going to be coming down like when it's harvest time you know like that day before when you're in your room and it's all looking beautiful the next day it's just work you know what i mean <laughs> like everything after the first yeah. after the first plant's trimmed and you've gotten over it <laughs> pretty much you're like now the grind yeah. starts you know what i mean and with and you know how it is with any grow small grow like say a 10 light grow if you like at that i mean luckily with with hemp it's not as important but it is important i think in in the long run if everybody if you could figure out how to not abuse your plants yeah along the way you're definitely going to keep a higher percentage like when i was talking to these guys that were down in alamosa there i said so how are you going to dry all this you have four million plants that's a lot of plants you know (laughs) and uh they were like uh oh we're gonna dry them in the field I'm just like, holy shit! That is that is scary as fuck right there. But apparently, according yeah. according to them, it hasn't rained in in that valley in September, in ten years. And I was like, yeah, but this year is not like a normal year. You know what I mean? This is like one of those years. I would be nervous as fuck cutting down four million plants in the field and then coming back and then scooping them up after they're fifty percent dry, which is their plan. And then the amount of abuse at that point and loss of particular, you know. Yeah, uh, I, I I imagine it would be. I mean, they're turning it all into basically just CBD and no terpenes. No, I mean, nothing. Mm-hmm. So there's full spectrum products that you can find that are actually from a healthy plant that are dried and hung and potentially even you know treated with care. Those products are harder to find and harder to understand who makes them. And so a lot of us just do business between our friends that we know grow well and their products they're trying to make and vertically integrate their small family farm and i love that but on the open market i think what you're going to find is most of the crops that have been treated that way and harvested wet and moldy and then just just run bam right through the machines and they're processed and of course if if that's all that's available those guys are going to want it but pretty soon there's going to be better available and there's only so much time on the clock and that means that the people that are really fucking up aren't going to be able to compete with the people that have a crop that's worth processing and so every year it's going to get a little bit tighter. And for sure it's going to change. Even if the demand stays high, it's still going to be more competitive and the people that get it right are going to duplicate hard. Mm-hmm. But I'm more curious to see what's going to happen with THC and California and uh, Colorado and, and all of this as far as more pollen flying, more disease, more bugs, and if well, it's really going to affect anything or if we're just worried about it. I mean, I believe it is at this point because I'm seeing you know, less people less people kind of jumping on board as far as growing goes. I mean, more people are bailing out of growing and then, then getting into it. And, yeah. and so the, the, and the fact that, you know, the people who have the oldest plants are the ones the most susceptible. And those are the people who have the, the most, you know, precious, let's say clone onlys and things. And it only takes one, hit to really just yep. knock you off your See, that's why they need to get us build the soil and get some root wise <laughs> well <laughs> and yeah and healthy it, soil and it's just one of the problems and right because it's one of those deals where if you get caught on the wrong side of it and you sort of t- yeah. start to spiral 
there's not much you can do uh no except for move your locations and start all over again you know what i mean that's and that's not usually in the cards for most people most people are kind of stuck in there like oh this is where i live this is what i do and but that's why i think growing your own is important you don't have to rely on anybody and a lot of people like especially as i just start to get a little bit older i don't i'm not so excited to go to work on the grow every day when i've got a lot in life happening and that's important and so having a no-till or just like a big container of soil, mm-hmm. it allows me to just not, I mean, you can go over it and pay tons of attention, but if you need to take a weekend off, you're not going to starve the plant out. It's got tons of soil. And that style really fits my, my life a lot better as I yeah, get older. No, definitely. And then you, these guys that are doing thousands of acres of hemp, they don't have a day of rest. I mean, it's seven days a week, the entire year. Winter, they're just planting again. It's crazy. It is, and it's... Uh... They, there was on the farm that we were at, they had 200 uh, W2 workers or something on, on the property. You know, you know. So I was like, yeah, it's good for a local business. Don't you know, get me wrong. I was like, wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, it was definitely like, you, you know, you pull up in the car and you look at the guys on the field working and you're just thinking to yourself, like, holy shit, this stuff, you know, because we know how much work it is with any, any grow. And, then these people have to do, you know, hundred, two hundred and forty acres and stuff, and you're just like, wow, <laughs> like that's that's <laughs> that is a job, and it has yep. a week, two week job, you know, easy. Yep, definitely. So I had a, so I had a, well, quest, I had a question, I had a question from the, one of the chat gangs. They were asking me to kind of, kind of grill you, no, not really grill you, but just ask you about um, calcium inputs. Uh, what your thoughts were. Um, That's an awesome subject. Um, you know, there's there's always been a huge talk about calcium, and whenever you're looking at soil testing, whenever you're looking at tissue analysis, whenever you're talking about soil, it seems like calcium is basically the most important one there is. And um, when it comes to calcium products, there's a number of things to consider. And so in our potting soil, when we're in, Mixing up a potting soil as opposed to treating like hemp, we've got a calcium montmorillonite product that I really like because it brings all the trace minerals. It really helps elevate the cation exchange capacity and hold on to a little bit more nutrients in the soil. And it doesn't seem to affect negatively um, the other properties when we go send the soil to the lab, where if we use lime or if we use oyster shell and we overdo it, it really raises the level of bicarbonate in the soil, which can kind of affect that calcium uptake. Hmm. And so that balance there, I really like gypsum and potting soil as well, but that calcium montmorillonite is an awesome product to check out. And it's basically a bentonite clay, and people make, I think, human consumable, like mineral additive uh, pills and stuff like that out of it. We just use it for the soil. I really like it. And then as far as products, there are a number of products. So this year we brought on an organic fertilizer company. It's mainly because of hemp, but we've brought it back over into cannabis because the products are really clean and pure and micronized and they're water soluble. And the company is called Agroplasma or uh, Fertacell is the line of products. Mm-hmm. And they've got two calcium products and uh, they're really foliar absorbable and they use amino acids to chelate. And one is like a liquid and one is a powder. And so those are newer products. I don't have as much results with yet, but um, the feedback that I'm getting early on is really good. And 
So most people have heard of like Albion when it comes to amino chelates. And when you start to research organics, usually they're using a premium amino acid to try and allow that calcium to transport through the plant. And there's a lot of people that believe it makes a huge difference. Mm -hmm. And then there's also a product called uh, Calcium 25 that depending on your situation might be advantageous, but it's a little bit weird because it's a calcium chloride product and calcium chloride is super cheap, but this product's really expensive. And the manufacturer earned his first patent, I believe, on a tricanthanol type of product. And so a lot of people believe that the waxy part of a plant has been added to the calcium 25 to help uptake of calcium, hmm. even though the manufacturer says it's not. And, and that's, the, so that's why it's expensive. By this product, and that's why it's know? more expensive. And that's why it's more expensive, I guess. Or yes, that's why. So the wax, the wax part of that with the triacanthanol could help stick to the plant, and maybe transport it to the calcium from the calcium chloride at a better level than normal calcium chloride, where chloride can become a huge issue if it's overdone. And a uh, farm that we just looked at has a little bit of high chloride today, so I wouldn't use it at all in that case. But some people swear by the product, and so that's another calcium foliar spray product only. Mm-hmm. Um, you have that. You have that. And one. Then, you have that one in your spot. Yep, nice. we have that one. I'm not sure if we re-upped on much of it this year, but we should saw some small quantities. And you can also find that manufacturer. You just Google around. Um, and then on top of that, gypsum. A lot of people for their home grows like using our Diamond K water soluble gypsum. They put like a tablespoon in a five gallon bucket of water, and they do it at flower onset, um, maybe a few times during the flower cycle, because uh, if you're lacking in sulfur. Uh, you might not have as high of a terpene level, and if you're lacking in calcium, there's a number of different issues that, that can happen. And when we see soil tests, on what the water-soluble soil tests, not like the long-term where they use an acid, mm-hmm. most often in a home grow, we see potassium and sodium elevated because of a lot of compost being used and a lot of nutrients being used. And so if we can get calcium at the high level instead and balance everything else, you're going to have more even growth, less concerns with like leaf shape and limited growth in flower. And uh, I think that's really why calcium is so important and mm. why you'll hear people talking about it all the time. Sure. Well, of course, it was always CalMag, you know, as a, as a, yep. as well, a sort of... And in soil, when we test it, we almost always find elevated levels of magnesium. Mm-hmm. And out here in the hemp fields, too, it can be a problem because it, it just overtakes some of the other nutrients. And so we rarely have to add it. Um, sometimes in a foliar spray, we'll add a little bit, or some people like to use it, but it's not been you know heavy on our list when we actually do a test. Seems like the calcium is more important when you're in the soil instead of just the, the typical cow mac. How late would you foliar it though to get it into the plants? Ah, I don't, I, I don't really foliar it late at, at all, and I'm not a huge foliar guy, especially for nitrogen. So I don't really have a good answer for you. Yeah. And with sulfur and stuff like that, I mean, it's kind of like, uh, seems like I would only use that in a dire situation as a foliar. Just yeah, more people for that, that are using wettable sulfur for like pest pressure, even though, you know, they probably buy it with a sulfur label. You can use it for pests, and so people do. And if you use it a lot, you're really going to um, load up on sulfur, and it can definitely cause some issues. And so um, a lot of people will like to rotate I think the challenge is, is once you use sulfur, there's a lot less to rotate to because people are fearful about mixing oils and sulfurs. Yeah. It's and supposed so, to wait, supposed to wait a couple, at least a few up. weeks, right? Like two, two, three yep. weeks in between. Yep. 
Um, yeah, or wash the plants off first, and I, I've heard a lot of people doing that with success. You know, they sulfur, then they wash really, really well. Like EM5, like an EM5 wash or just a plain wash? Yeah. Yeah. No, just plain wash, but then you can switch to something with an oil after. Yeah. So, yeah, so you think the EM5 would, would affect it? Oh, yeah, because it has oil in it, I guess, also. You so. know what? I have some people. I, I'm pretty sure AJ here is running some tests on that, and I've heard of a couple other people. So if I have a better answer, I'll update you guys. Yeah. But right now, hey, you know if you after wettable sulfur, you can use the EM5 directly after to wash it off, or if we had positive reports back yet? No. Okay, I know we're, we're, we're talking with somebody who's doing some testing, so I'll update you, let you know. Yeah, I mean, I would say probably just run water. First, we were doing like I'm pretty sure they're like put sulfur, then that just to see like how bad they can make your react. And I haven't gotten an update, so I'll, I'll let you know. Okay, okay, that would be that would be interesting. Um, because I, I got the EM5 from you from my mom's place, and it's always like, but I'm not, I mean, I'm not using sulfur at the moment, but it would just be nice to know if it reacted. Oh, I love it because I, I do that like in laundry and, and plants and all sorts of stuff. And we just got a label finished for it, we're going to actually start putting on there. I'm pretty excited, so nice. Nice. Uh, what other so so shop wise? What's uh, what's been happening? What's what's what is anything kind of just out of left field? Just blowing your mind as far as usage and or you know just something. Give me an update. <laughs> uh, I, our build a bloom's been really popular. Last year it was a fish based one. This year it's a, a soy based one. But either way, that um, using that additional water soluble phosphorus without having to go to like a guano or a bone meal. A lot of our customers have been finding that it really helps increase their yield, keep things balanced. And so the build, I think the build bloom has gotten, you know, really good reviews. And then this year on the new product lines that we've brought in, that Agroplasma um, or Fertocell, their Explore 1600 has been one of the best amino acid products on the market right now as far as the highest purity of aminos. Mm-hmm. And it's very affordable on cost. And it doesn't give you some of those toxic effects of excess nitrogen. And a lot of people find that when they use that product, they get really, really fast results. And so that one's been super popular. We've sold a lot more than I anticipated. Um, Anything just out of left field? No, finally about to start the vegetable farm. We definitely put that on the back burner this year because of how busy the season got. Right. Nice. See how that's going to be how how big? What's that? This farm, how big is the farm you're putting together? Vegetable farm? Yeah, so we've got a 5,000 square foot greenhouse. It's uh, 30 by 144, I think. Nice. And then in front of that, there's about an acre fenced in that maybe a little more than that. But we're going to um, just have vegetables and offer them right here next door to the Build a Soil store. And uh, yeah, that'll be exciting. We've never done that before. Yeah, no, it's it's the like I go down to my just got back from my mom's farm and it's just like the it's the most rewarding thing you can do right now is uh, grow your own food because you know it's it's yep. getting to the point where it is worth it. You know what I mean? There wasn't there especially when you when you eat organic food in general. It's like if you're gonna yep and you start to compare, you start to go like, holy shit, that's like eight bucks a pop right there. You know, you start to see like that's yep. real, that's real money. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, it's so good too, and so you know that. Maybe uh, what else? A little, a little micro dosing. That's always good for you. Some mushrooms. Um, well, we can talk about you know, that. Eat we healthy. Can, we, can, we can talk about that. Out. We can talk about that for ten minutes, fifteen minutes. While you still, you still got another ten minutes. So, um, yeah. just to go off subject. No, I've been micro dosing uh, pretty much every day. Just a really small amount, like in my protein shake in the morning. Yep. And then also like some lime mains, lime main, reishi, cordyceps, like a blend maybe. And then 
beyond that, jujitsu. I know I mentioned that to you a lot. It's been a huge part of my life and really affected my health in a positive way. Right. Helps me, you know, when I'm sitting, you know, doing office work, kind of get some energy out and all that combined, man. I think it's good stuff. Yeah. Well, and we were, as far as microdosing goes, I mean, it's definitely like the, it's, it's strange because all of us, it's kind of like with, uh, it's almost like how CBD affects us is the way now medicinal mushrooms, we're looking at that because we've all went so far deep. You know, we all went deep, right? None of us went like, hey, let's try these cordyceps that don't get you high. Like, fuck that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we, we went straight, <laughs> what's the strongest mushroom you can get, right? You know, so yeah. we, we yeah. pretty much all all went on that mission and now we're all backtracking and figuring out. And, and, and it was kind of funny because I, I, th- I figured out a, a while ago, I think like 10 years ago, I realized it wasn't even a micro dose. It was a, somewhere in between a micro and a normal dose. But yeah, like a small dose for but sure. I, but I, I, I think I, they're talking I, like point two or something. Like, and I only did it because it's all there was. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. So there is all this like in between zone where it's actually you know can actually right. sort of keep it all together. But I was just always kind of going for apes. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, and no, it's fun to go. Uh, you know, to have a journey, so to speak, right? But then. Uh, uh, from a daily health consideration, as yeah. we get older, mm-hmm. it's kind of like defragmenting your hard drive on your computer. You have all this shit, and it's all networked together in this weird way. We don't organize our thoughts very well, and it can cause anxiety when you have so many things that are on this wheel of, hey, did I do this? Did I get back to that person? Shit, did I do that? Oh, yeah. And so, obviously, we can become highly organized, efficient people, but usually that doesn't happen as fast as we like. And so, I feel like cannabis, um, as well as uh, mushrooms, can have a pr- profound effect on clarity thought and still realizing like some of this shit does, just doesn't matter you know, uh, at the end of the day and so it's easier to file stuff um, i think that's true it's a good it's a good look yeah and it's uh you know it, it's it's uh it's interesting because we don't if you if you're taking it on a small dose like that uh we do like a tenth of a gram or something like that just keep it real just way under or yep yeah yep. yeah and it's uh it's kind of like an accumulative high too where it doesn't really hit you ever but you do notice a certain effect a few days later like it's like oh about the fourth yeah, day yeah you and know? you can also like you know go up a little bit to a small dose and see when you may notice a little back down and see if you actually are able to keep a finger on if there's any effect mm-hmm. uh, i think when you get down to a small dose it, it, you shouldn't really feel anything but there is this sense of clarity and it does feel more than a placebo and it's hard not to trust it because you know if you just increase that dose a little, it's going to do crazy fucking things. So right. You know there's power there. Exactly. And, exactly. Uh, it's not like it's not like taking any kind of vitamin where you yeah, could take a shitload yeah, of them and like, still wouldn't do working? anything. Yeah. Wouldn't do nothing. You'd be like, exactly. I, I took forty of them. Well, and Calacamus Coot, you know, we had him on in the early episodes. He really influenced my entire business because we took his recipes and saw that they really did work. And we, we, I mean, this business was built off of a lot of what he taught us. Um, and so I still talk to him. I talked to him a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about microdosing, how it's changed his life. He really wants us to get together and offer some sterilized mushroom-growing kits mm-hmm. off of premium ingredients, and we've got a local mushroom farm that's really into it, and they grow organic for food production. And so we're thinking about how to marry those ideas together and make it easy for the average veteran or the average person that is just like me and wants to try it. Yeah. And they don't know anybody to you know, get some mushrooms from, and they don't live in Denver where it's legal. They might be able to grow a couple and, and, sure. and see if it's really going to help them in their life, you know? That's awesome. Uh, literally me and my wife talking exactly 
about that. Like even like we're talking about, well, we want to grow everything. We want to grow edible mushrooms, probably some psychedelic mushrooms. Yep. God, we got to have those, you know, you can't do one without the other. Right. <laughs> but, uh, and what's cool is you don't have to be like a pro grower for 10 years to grow good mushrooms. You know, you don't have to you have grow to, light or anything. It's good to know. <laughs> it's good to know one guy who's really on point and got it all going together because yes. it'll, it'll make your success rate so much higher. Mm-hmm. And uh, so much higher, yeah. You know, it's it's like it's like somebody handing you a sweet clone, like it's just like in a in a one gallon that they vegged for you and then they hand it to you and you know it's like you can't fuck that up. You know what I mean? My favorite is yeah, watching yeah, the yeah, YouTube yeah. videos of people trying to teach people and they they're like everything has to be sterile and then like you see everything in like a bucket outside, you know, and you're like, oh, I thought yeah. this had to be sterile, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely uh, a sterility issue, and I mean, I think I think Colorado would be less of a problem than somewhere that was like at sea level and more humid and more weird and like just yeah more you know if florida be terrible like you get fucking literally get a flesh-eating virus and like in more places now than ever i was like when i was down there recently like holy shit there's like six different beaches that people get them at now you know what i mean so yeah it's crazy you know well and a lot of us have pets you know if we're I just, a lot of growers I know, we all have pets and it's just kind of part of the lifestyle, whether it's a dog that's for protection or whether we just all love animals. Mm-hmm. But then, uh, if you're going to try and grow mushrooms and, you know, sterility and you're just trying to do it in your kitchen yeah. and clean up right before, it can get a little weird. And so oh, sure. I have a lot of learning to do, but it's, it's pretty exciting. So It's like always when people had certain dogs and then you, you get weed from them and it'd be like, yeah, you'd be like, oh, so I could see that he's got that golden retriever still. You know what I mean? Like for sure, because come into everything very hard. Yeah. So from a sterility point of view, that would not be the ideal situation. Um, so yeah, that, so you're thinking about doing that in the next next like near future, or like uh, you already have a kind of plan on that? You know, I don't know. We've got a lot on our plate right now. And so one of the things we're doing around here is really trying to get organized about some of those goals and making sure that we're all communicating as a team and working cohesively and. We've had a couple of big projects that have really taken a lot of our time and they could be coming to fruition over the next few months. One is a bigger building for soil production nice. uh, with some bold and loss and equipment and the whole deal. But that's, we're almost about to be able to that move would, forward on that. That would be like next. move number four since we started, I think, right? Uh, I well, it'd be in the same building, basically. Oh, we okay, could so build just... another one behind it all. And then we would expand keep... our space. We have a bigger shipping department. Keep and then expanding. at that same time, we would have our new website launch where we have got... Uh, a developer on staff as well as a couple that we're working with to build every single part of our business from scratch in React and the latest platforms so that um, when we frame it together, we have so much con- better control of our inventory, which means we can be faster for our customers, more accurate, start to scale a little bit. So there's just a lot on the horizon and we have to execute well. And so that's why nutrition and jujitsu and books and all these things have been like more important than ever. I feel like it's like I'm starting my business again. Like everything matters. Every decision could be critical. So, right. Well, it's you know it's par for the course, I guess. If you're in a growing industry that's like this and is exploding at this point, you're and you've already, like like we were just saying the other, you guys have already kind of expanded just on the fact that there's so much more interest in organic growing to begin with. Plus, yeah, you guys are dedicated, easy. You know, it's a, it's a one-stop shop. But no, it's it's one of those deals where we yeah. uh, we we love working with you guys and that for that reason just because we know kind of like what i was saying earlier like so many people listen to those early shows then after they listen to you on the show went to you guys straight away picked up some products and kind of got the fever you know what i mean and it's like now we're talking years later 
and uh yep. it takes that long for that shit to sometimes really get fucking sunk in you know what i mean because yeah it's so cool when you hear like five years ago people be like dude i started switching organics and i've done it ever since and i've just gotten better and mm-hmm. you know when i was in hydro it's like dude if you didn't ship switch systems every year it was like what are you doing different nutrients okay i'm gonna go undercurrent and now i'm gonna go vertical and it's just it's part of like having fun if you had a smaller growth yeah i'm just gonna try and perfect this and those are the things i look for in my life no matter what it is things that you can work on forever and never master and gardening is absolutely one of those so that's awesome. I never thought I'd be a gardener. <laughs> right. An allergen, right? You know, definitely. Uh, yep. Well, a lot of people look up to you, which is good, and they get good advice from either our shows or direct from you. So we uh, we love that uh, you're reachable. Uh, and you, like I said, well, we'll make a we'll make a longer show out in the future, but I know you got to go. Cause, uh, yeah, no, I, I really want to get together and talk more, and I've got a lot to talk about. Now, I also want to reconnect with you a little bit catch up maybe off the off the air so to speak and sure no we um, definitely and, and, and we gotta get is. well we gotta get kevin on the show and uh yeah so, so we'll just work that out when it's good time for all of us um and uh again have a good have a good jujitsu event Did yeah you, so this so you guys did the smoking one the other last week right like the one we guys smoke at? yeah so i was out there tell us about the, that um, just tell us two seconds about that international church of cannabis and it was called the high rollers brazilian jiu-jitsu the hrbjj and uh, it, it was it was fucking awesome. Like I've never been to a tournament before. I've been doing jujitsu a couple of years, and so to be able to show up and grapple with some guys and just puff right there and have it be like a relaxed environment, it's definitely what like put me over the edge as far as signing up for a competition. Yeah, even though awesome. I've never done anything like like that in my life, and I did better than I thought. And so I'm I'm kind of proud of myself, and I'm just gonna keep training hard, and I, I don't think I'll ever quit. Cool, no, that's awesome. That's I saw some video. I saw a quick, quick shot of a video, and I was just thinking to myself, I was like, to so many people in so many places that just they're like tripping out on. They would trip out on that, you know what I mean? They'd be like, what, huh? You know, because it just even though we know like a lot of things, it's pretty normal. We everybody gets high. Everyone gets high at a lot of, at a lot of yeah. things we do, <laughs> and uh, it just happens to be part of the deal, you know. So. Yep, part of the deal. It's just like when you're when you're in high school and you're smoking weed or college, and you find out that you don't really have to be paranoid about it because everybody you fucking know is probably on the down low smoking weed anyway. Exactly. And you're like, really, everybody? Like the lawyers, the doctors, the teachers, the police people. Yep, everybody. And you're like, and then, especially them. Kind of figure it out. <laughs> especially them, right? You're like, yeah, they're the ones smoking the good weed, actually. Yeah, yeah, I've ejected it. Anyways. Hey, well, good luck with that. Uh, thanks for call- calling in, and we'll have you in the future, uh, obviously. Uh, and if you're in town, that'd be the best to uh, get you in the studio sometime. Awesome, man. Well, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Adam. Bye. Peace, man. Yep. So uh, didn't actually give Build a Soil a shout-out yet, so shout-out to Build a Soil. Uh, shout-out to Jeremy, of course. Always pulling the knowledge. Uh, could obviously talk for hours uh thanks for throwing ideas out at us that's always good to good to do on the show because you yeah. see the right, right questions at the right time get the right answer everybody's flows perfect it's like they produce the show for us so much easier uh but yeah com 855-877-SOIL if you want to call direct those guys have you covered in every direction when it comes to growing uh, organically. You got your IPM covered, you got your soil covered, you got your inputs covered, you got amendments, whatever you need. Uh, 
look back on any of the shows from us and Jeremy because he's covered the, the elements ind- individually. He's covered all sorts of different different uh, things that don't change. And then he's also uh, obviously going to be on the show in the future, which is cool. And we'll chat more, especially now the hemp stuff's going off too. I'm always amazed. I'm like looking at the 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 sheer number that people are doing, and I'm always like, it's kind of like well, you know, kind of what he was thinking too. Like, fuck, where is this all going, right? But at the same time, uh, we barely scratched the surface, I think. But then I heard some crazy number the other day where they were saying like. Uh, one out of seven Americans are using CBD right now. Wow. That's I was like, what? Yeah. That seems a little high. If one out of seven right now really were, that's an amazing number, and that would be like kind of off the wall, especially if they're buying it. Like, like, cause the thing is, in our world of cannabis in general, it's like um, if you're growing, you don't buy weed. You know what I mean? You just buy weed. You have it. You trade it whatever right but you don't go out and buy weed mm-hmm. very rare maybe once and if you don't know somebody for some crazy reason like you gotta have it which i'm not that kind of guy i'd be like uh if i'm not getting it for free i ain't getting it you know what I mean? Cause, but i just trade because sure. i have to hey you want that no but at the same time uh with the cbd when you start looking at the prices sometimes it's crazy you know because people are like all over the fucking place when it comes to per unit but then it also is like mostly isolated. It's mostly bullshit. And you know what I mean? It's like there's all these little, and you're just thinking to yourself like, holy shit, they are selling a shitload if that's one in seven. But why do you not feel like that's a good number? One in seven? I, I don't know, man. Like That's a lot. So like in my circle, I know. That would be like. I definitely think less people use cannabis as opposed but like i do know more and more like i know like people at work that are using cbd and stuff like that you know what i mean so it's like like yeah it's a hell of a lot but it's okay because that kind of rolls into our next guest who's going to be calling in about 10 minutes uh we can jibber jabber i'm sure and ramble for 10 minutes because that's kind of our specialty oh yeah but uh he's a, a friend who I met actually working for a different company, but now he's working for a CBD company, and we can chat and see what he thinks about those numbers because it's one of those deals where uh, it's one in seven seems like a lot, just in my opinion. But at the same time, now you're you're trying to calculate some sort of a number in your head, but it ain't <laughs> even working. So give give me. But uh, I think at the end of the day. Uh, they may have tried it, but I can't imagine they're buying it. Like, oh, I need every day I get my seat because that's a that. But that'd be great if it was true. I yeah, mean, it's one of those. I hope it is true. Well, I don't know. Like everyone that's on like Joe Rogan uses it like that. Well, there you go. That's like, a huge number of people right there. You know we I mean? we like, we've achieved the, the like you know what I mean like and then and that's then four million or something or yeah. how many? Like, at least four. I don't, know. I don't know. Millions. Right. Well, I'm I'm talking about just the like this show. Right. I'm talking about millions. the guests, but like. You know, that goes out to 4 million people, you know, or whatever, you know, or however many people it goes out on, you know, on YouTube, too. Yep. I mean, it is true. And then that's the crazy part, too, though, is you see it everywhere now. You do see it at every supermarket, every gas station. Yeah. So it is getting to that, like, saturation point where people maybe drink a CBD drink or a... Eat some little stupid 
Do you see Tyson's little thing? thing? Oh my <laughs> god, that was ridiculous. Forty thousand a month. Oh well, okay, yeah. There's that, that. and then that I was, was ridiculous. I was talking about is he has some kind of water soluble CBD drink. Oh called, no, I didn't it's called that. Dwink. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> so I subscribed to his Hotbox podcast yes. or whatever, and one, oh. and one of the, just the other day, a ding came up, and yeah. it was a ad. It was him walking up to a bar and like, I'd like to order a Dwink, <laughs> and like it was, it's like it's all packaged up, they're oh different flavors. God. I don't know if it's like seltzer or flat, but that's hilarious. Yeah. Really? No, because yeah. I, I, he posted that he smokes 40,000 right. worth of weed a month. Right. And then, you know, later I thought, oh, he means, like, his crew. That's what I thought, too. Not him. Yeah, that's, like, they say at the ranch. Yeah. So, like, I imagine him, the workers, yeah. and the guests, or whatever. If sure. Is that going on yet? I'm not sure. And that's just money, and they don't talk about weight, so could be swag. Yeah. yeah, I mean swag for super high prices. Well, I wonder. If, I wonder if they're talking about like operational costs to actually grow the weed, or like yes, I want to have a, you know, a, a yeah. forensic fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I want to fucking. It was just a clickbait. Yeah, thing. it, it was. Yeah, but it was funny because I was like, everyone was freaking out. Like, totally calculate. Oh, <laughs> six hundred and fifty dollars an ounce, two ounces a day. Yes, I got. You like, know what I mean? That like worked out, but that was like, come on now. Yeah. Uh, so let's see what time is it. Oh yeah, we got seven minutes. Uh, do you want to do the other half of the shout-outs? Is that what we want to? Or um, wait, yeah. wait, wait. I don't know. Never no. Mind. Yeah, that's right. Because you wanted to do moving or later and all that. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, we okay. could, we could, we could just pull it off now. No, because I, I actually <coughs> was just thinking we we're gonna split it fifty-fifty, but it went too long. So let's just bang it out. We'll do the last. We'll do, we'll do the our top guy uh illuminar right now uh is setting up in detroit for the high times cannabis cup scott's there w- repping s- a bunch of seed companies which is nice he's got he's got uh, a few a few of our guests on the on the show here he's got la plata labs uh representing he's got um, Dark Horse representing. He's got us, obviously, representing. Sage was select, at least. He has... Um, who, uh, who else did he add to the list? I don't know. He had a few more. You have to go check out Illuminar's uh, website or actually check their Facebook page and their Instagram uh, for updates on that show. But, uh, yeah, they've got seeds in, the, in stock. They've got people at the they, they got that booth pumping right now i guess the whole thing's just cranking out but it's just uh you know in in the grand scheme of things these guys have about 40 plus fixtures and uh cover every single element of growing that you may want whether it be double-ended thousands 630s 315s uh any any uh, a number of bulbs anything in between also uh really sweet led systems that are finally kind of coming into the price per you know outputs uh, sort of making sense uh you got something popping up there let's see what we got got a link to here that's about it (laughs) but uh yeah they're they're uh, representing at the show um 
check them out and go for the done deal. Don't forget the done deal. That's the most important part, right? Yeah, man. There's that LED right there. That thing's bomb. Uh, and have a chat with uh, Scott. Tell him you heard about it on the show. And uh, I think as far as for genetics and things like that, that's what that show's going to have the, the most hype. But uh, <laughs> apparently the spot that it's at, like I said, parking was four miles away. Dude, so that's so crazy. I don't know what's going to be. I, I should get some updates, I'm sure. Uh, it's too bad the show wasn't going on today because I'm sure it's one of those ones where it's going to be like, you want to see that shit live, <laughs> right? Uh, but yeah, Illuminar Lighting. Go to IlluminarLighting.com. I posted links to the Instagram and Facebook in the chat. Oh, good job. Perfect. Talk about on point. Uh, and once again, don't forget the done, done deal. And that's it. Yeah. We have no more to do. We have three minutes left. So I'm uh, stoked to see... What goes down uh, at these sh- at these next couple of shows? Just because I have a feeling, like I said before, that they're they're gonna start to uh, someone's gonna have to come up with something cooler, <laughs> more interesting. You know what I mean? Just something mm-hmm. that fucking makes you want to go. Because the problem is that the concerts that they usually have are swag, and it's like it's either one thing or the other. But anyway, <laughs> what do you got going on? Nothing. No, you just got some check. Just Vinny. Oh, Vinny. Give me crap. Come on now. Yeah, what, no. Sound, sound problems. No, no, no. <laughs> Video. We had a <coughs> accidental extra sponsor one week. Oh, yeah. That's all right. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> accidental sponsors happen on the Adam yeah. Dunn show. You never know what's going to happen. We may just throw a new sponsor in at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> could happen. Could happen. Uh, we're we're totally we can buy us out anytime, no problem. Did you want to talk about your Sage Master Select stuff right now, or you're waiting till? Well, you we only got two minutes, so I don't it. really want to. I don't want to delve into that any of that. Okay. But we'll pull that. We can pull that up at the end. Got it. Yeah, um, got that all. Ready so so my last uh, so my next guest who's going to call in. I'm going to just double check, make sure he's on point. Uh, I met him at a show. Uh, at a trade show cruising around but you know the thing is like we were talking about earlier you gotta get one good thing right like that was literally the one good thing like I went by the show I ended up picking up some papers from their company and some hemp plastic and I remember it was a good conversation and it was like one of the few things I actually took home from the from that particular show but uh, there was you know the uh, and, and and at this time and place, this was like three, maybe three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, out of all the hemp plastics that I saw, that shit was like just night and day better. Um, again, he's not working for this company anymore, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give him any props. Sure. But they uh, they definitely had the, like the oh you know that was they had like a pen case or something bullshit, but it was sweet. Like it had. Whereas a lot, of, a lot of the hemp plastic I saw was kind of looked like hemp plastic, right? It was kind of like chunks in it and didn't really fucking, it wasn't very fine. Oh, okay. It seemed like the grain was kind of big on it, you know? I've never really seen hemp plastic in person. 
like well, there's a lot. It's yeah. been around for a long time. Yeah. And uh, so, one of the reasons I was going to have him talk was that he kind of clued me in to uh, Noel Van Shake, who is uh, the fallen soldier from Holland there, who uh, had his own. He had he had a uh, head uh, his. Uh, coffee shop in Harlem that was super dope the Willie Wardle very like it was as good as it gets for a Dutch shop here we go hello hello we got Travis on the line yes sir hey hey how you doing I was just giving a little prequel to the time we met and uh what you were doing with no names attached to anything but just saying you know out of all the people at that show, you know, I didn't keep a lot of, you know, how you keep cards and, and stuff, and you're just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and you kind of cruise around, and then you use, use, <laughs> use the card use the card for, like, a filter or something. I actually, yeah, definitely. I actually kept your information and um, kept the products that you guys had because it was, like, night and day above other people's quality. And, yeah. and I liked the fact that the papers were good and everything kind of, everything worked. You know what I mean? It was like, Hey, these are good. It's a good company. But like I said, I haven't, yeah. haven't mentioned the company because I heard you're not, you're not working for them anymore. Right. Oh yeah. No worries though. Okay. No, I just wasn't it's, sure. It's, I wasn't sure. You good. never know. You never know. It's like, uh, sometimes you get somebody on and they're like, Oh dude, I don't do that anymore at all. That guy. <laughs> well, what's unfortunate is that they're not doing the bioplastics anymore. So it's okay. just rolling papers and goods like that. Gotcha. So Green Grow, uh, Green Go, right, uh, is just paper now. It's not. They're. they're yeah. They, yeah. They're, that they program had, went bust. I guess. Because they had the definitely the best feel of any hemp plastic that I'd seen at that point. Um, oh. It was, yeah, the quality was just substantial, and that's what kind of blew me away and got me, you know, interested in reaching out to those individuals was, I think I was, like, on the 18th page of Google looking up hemp bioplastics, and, and they popped up. Mm -hmm. And uh, as soon as I saw the picture of it, I realized, like, wow, this is really high quality, but I was more interested in finding out what the materials were based from, and once we find out, once we found out what it was from and 100% plant based, we were just completely blown away, man. And so, uh, yeah, that wanted me to, that that led me to get over to them and and meet them and figure out what we could do to help. So, um, so what? So it just was too expensive, basically, in the end, or was it one of those? Uh... You know, it honestly wasn't, man. We uh, we came into the market, you know, a typical dude tube at the time was selling for about ten to thirteen cents a unit, and you know, at our at our lowest price point, if somebody was to order about five thousand dube tubes, we could get them to sixteen cents a unit. Yeah. So you know, a few cents per per joint that goes into it, or pre roll whatever goes into it. I mean, that's it's not a whole lot of. Uh, it's not a whole lot of takeaway from their margin, but it was sure hard to get people to sign up for it, brother. Right. Well, that's it's too bad because that was definitely, like I said, one of the few times where I, I and I actually thought about it a few times where it was like one of those, should I reach out? But I already know it's a process, you know what I mean? No matter what you do, right. just to get from A to B to C to D. Well, one of the things was, was uh for sunglasses for a friend of mine who made a sunglass company and I was thinking oh that would be good those are the best ones I'd seen you know but uh, that kind of sucks <laughs> it's gone to the wind yeah well I guess the issue that they ran into is because the material itself had to be cold injected at a really high pressure 
So we were injecting this material at like negative 28 degrees Celsius and at a pressure of, I don't even know, something like 700 pounds. Mm-hmm. And so whenever we were doing it, the molds that they would create, you know, for standard injection molds weren't strong enough, so they would just blow them up. And uh, they went through a number of molds uh, that they had custom uh, made through a machinery shop out there in the Netherlands. Um, and I think, you know, total, they probably spent a half a million on molds. And, you know, by the time they, they were done, after a year, they had already blown up probably $320,000 worth of molds. Um yeah, that's where they and get. So I mean, that's was, that's literally the the roughest part of all that shit. Like making shoes or doing any of those things when you got to yeah. the molds crush you. <laughs> like you have to make so yeah, much. yeah. And then, you know, as, as expensive as they were to have created, and you know, the financial backing just it wasn't there yet. And mm-hmm. I don't know that they couldn't find anybody to get involved in investing in it or if they just weren't interested. But unfortunately, it just kind of halted the entire project and. Now you have other people that are doing it too, so that's good though. Yeah. Um, anybody from their kind of crew or take any of that machinery and go start doing anything that you know of, or was it kind of dead end on as far as that? So the the way that Gringo got involved in it actually is because they had um, injection machinery for their uh, – what they did was they, they made plastic um, rolling trays and dube tubes, just standard plastic. Uh, and they also made all of the containers that the cannabis was held in throughout the um, throughout the coffee shops in the Netherlands and throughout uh, uh, that entire area, pretty much. Hmm. And so what they did originally was they would take all of these uh, cannabis dispensary containers that they made, and they would recycle them. So it would just be a continuous use kind of thing. Um, and so when Noel met them, Noel presented that material to them for that reason of them having the injection machinery already. Mm-hmm. And then they come to find out that it just wasn't substantial enough to inject that that actual material. Right. And yeah. uh, so it kind of just died on the vine, basically. What's that? So the project sort of died on the vine, I guess. It did, yeah. Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, Noel's health condition kind of dropped, and his partner Pitt wasn't as well informed as Noel had been on the actual material and the processes. And, you know, I think that kind of, I think that played a major role in in, in it going away as well. Right. Well, that sucks because, you know, it's one of those things where you'd think if you kind of, the amount of usage in in Holland, you know what I mean? It's like one of those everyday people buying joints or selling or rolling or, you know what I mean? This is like, it's the number one form there compared to like states where, you know, all of a sudden you go in and like everybody's dabbing, nobody smokes flour, <laughs> barely, you know what I mean? Right. And, and then yeah. over there, everybody smokes flour. And so, Oh, it's huge. Yeah. You know, and like that, that's where Gringo kind of had the market is because they did the, uh, they do the herb, uh, replacement, um, for tobacco. So it's like a, uh, a synthetic tobacco, I guess you could call it, but it's made from the other plant. Um, and so, you know, they tried to turn people on to, to making their splits with that as opposed to rolling cannabis and tobacco together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they they were already kind of in that green area, especially, you know, with the name Gringo. That's their whole focus anyway, yeah. was to really 
produce green matters and green materials and stuff. But, well, the funny thing is, though, um, the, each time you say it, like now, I now I only envision like a gringo man, gringo. That's like well, that's it works like, perfectly <laughs> because I'm a white boy from New Mexico, bro. So yeah. like, <laughs> so whenever I found them, yeah. I'm like gringo. That just works out great for us. <laughs> exactly. No, I just that's all I hear mm-hmm. right now is gringo. Uh, before I never, yep. never even thought of that one. Um, so that product kind of, it, so it's just papers now, but the papers were still really good too. That's one thing I was actually going to say earlier is that I found. They are. Yeah. They're, they're really high quality. You know, they're made. I'll tell you this. One thing I learned is in about papers is most of them are made all by the same manufacturing company. In Spain, um, in Spain or, and you could probably, what's that? The one in Spain you mean, or the one? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's, and it's, so, you know, they, they get them private labeled, essentially, for their papers. So there's several other just like them. But, gotcha. you know, for the most part, they're, they're F, FSC, I think, is what they're related to, is that uh, group that maintains forestry and, you know, makes sure that everything's done in a regulatory manner. Um, so, but for the most part, I mean, I'm a hemp paper smoker, though, so I'm all about the hemp now. <laughs> so uh, talk about this uh, company... Yeah, so give us a little background on that whole development. Yeah, so ESO Health, I actually got into right after I parted ways with Gringo. Um, and ESO is just the, it's the um, Latin term for inner, for medical terminology. So it's like saying inner health, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, we, we yeah, we, uh, we got started uh, early 2016. I brought ESO Health to the market. Uh, originally, it was actually Elevate Hempco ran into some problems with a pharmaceutical company out in Pennsylvania that was already named Elevate. And uh, so we ended up going into ESO Health. We changed the name to ESO Health in early 2017, and uh, we've been doing really well as a brand thus far. You know, we get into private label and white label as well and specialize in cosmetics and topicals, um, which we find to be a, a safe zone right now with the FDA. No matter what their decisions are, we think topicals will probably be all right. So. Yeah, it's getting kind of crazy, right? It's like one of those, uh, you got to future-proof <laughs> at least one or two ideas yeah. in there, you know? Well, there's so much gray area still, you know, and so it leaves a lot of us in question about where the comfort zone is and where we're going to go in the future, you know? And I think right now we're just pumping out as many products as we can to see what the FDA and how they respond to it, you know? <laughs> so, um I'm excited about it, man. The industry's moving fast. It's crazy to see how much it's progressed just in the last four years since I've been in it. Right. So, um, so the uh, earlier we, uh, because I had heard uh, unsubstantiated facts of one in seven uh, U.S. adults using CBD now. So I was just wondering what you think. You think that's a fair number? That seems yeah. Like, seems a little high, but I guess indirectly it's going to be more than that soon just because people it's just going to be get dumped into everything for no for no apparent reason oh yeah oh yeah yeah and you know once foods and and large manufacturers of different foods that go into these big retailers i mean once those guys jump on Mm -hmm. i think it'll bring the market back up you know this last this last year is obviously everything's taken a real heavy hit as far as uh pricing on the commodities go but you know, once that market comes back and these big guys get involved, I think we'll we'll have the demand back again, and and we'll all be stable. Yeah, it's uh, my hopes anyway. It's going <laughs> it, to be volatile for a bit. It's going to go up and down and have its moments, and 
it's going to be a lot of crying people this year because I, 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 I think, and I said earlier, but I don't know. Some people think it's going to be easy, but I think harvesting is going to be the biggest problem, right? It's going to be the... Oh, huge. And drying, you know, the capability to dry and cure something properly is, is something that a lot of these farmers aren't familiar with. I mean, I mean, luckily they can get away with almost destroying the thing when it comes to making isolate, right? You can, like, really fuck it up and still pull something out of it. But right. for any other usage, it's it's definitely pretty hard to do, like, it, in any yeah. capacity, just as hard. Well, as and then you're going to have, you know, a lot more organic groups that come on board that are going to be preferred, you know, and... If their prices remain comparable to where the market's at on the other product, I see a lot more people using organic materials, and there's going to be a select few that are going to be approved for that. Yeah. And, again, it's just kind of the putting the putting the work in. Well, the key is, is uh, I mean, like right now we're getting hail that was – we had some crazy hail that hit Colorado last oh, week, yeah. which was like yeah, the biggest hail. three farms got nailed. <laughs> biggest yeah. hail ever, you know what I mean, like huge. And uh, – so places out here can get just devastated any time of the year. It doesn't matter. And there's just been happening yeah. all summer long. So Yeah, well, like last year, you know, up in Oregon, it was fires and, and dealing with dry weather and things like that. And this year, you guys got hailstorms that destroyed a number of different crops. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, just, it's sad to see that stuff. But like you said, that's something that brings it to reality is, it's not going to be golden every time, and there's a lot of different factors that play into the market, you know? Yeah, well, it's it's getting to the point where there's size enough to create a cushion to absorb those things and sort of, like, start the process. You know, before it was kind of everybody was independent, couldn't move, you know, like nowadays, it, moving tons across state, you know, isn't a big deal across state lines. Maybe not a big deal, but sometimes a big deal, depending on <laughs> which time of day you're going, right, where yeah. you're going. But for the most part, people are just having to move, you know, massive amounts around A, B, C, D. I think that the the sort of problem is going to be, depending on how much processing can really get done uh, in in timely manner, you know what I mean? Because that's like yep. where everything bottlenecks right there. It's like, you know, yep. pumps start breaking. Exactly. And even, not working, you know. Yeah. And even with, you know, a, a number of different processes coming online this year, it's still just, it's not enough. And, it, you know, a lot of it's going to depend on what regulations these states implement as well. Like if Oregon goes every 30 pounds, it's just, it's, it makes no, it makes no mathematical sense. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it takes them 450 years to test one year's product. <laughs> you know, it's like right. they don't understand yet, and that's the things we're all going to have to work through. Is all these litigations of politicians and bureaucracy that they have no idea. Well, yeah, it's and 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 at the same time, it's like once it's taken down to a single molecule and being able to move forward and backward in all those areas, we we can. You know, synth- we can synthate <laughs> both ways. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, it's 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 kind of hilarious because really, doesn't matter. Like, I think that finally legalizing hemp and grown properly is going to make it to the point where they can't 
it's and, we none, and like the funny part is that none of us have to like really play the game because you're making enough money per acre to not have to grow weed there. You know, like weed's actually worth less. <laughs> you know what I mean? At the end of the day, right. you're like probably be worth less. You know what I mean? It just gets you in trouble. <laughs> yeah. So no, nobody's really thinking along those lines as much as they were a few years ago. A few years ago, it was kind of like always in the back of both people's minds throw a few plants here, throw a few plants there. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's oh, yeah. stupid, you know, especially if you're growing acres of hemp. And, you know, unless you have a perfect spot, you're definitely going to have some some males I, I would expect, you know. Right. No, and, I mean, you know, no matter what they want to do, we're always going to find a way to find resolve around it, man. I mean, with there being 130 cannabinoids and, you know, only a few of them being isolated so far, uh, the progress can be made at any time you know they ban cbd we move to cbg they ban cbg we move to cbc you know and just on on down the line yeah i don't think anything's gonna get banned i just think it's going to be a situation of uh of like uh you know them regulating a lot of the production stuff to the anything food related is going to get you know I think is going to be more of an issue than anything. Um, yeah. So. Agreed. So, but, you know, New Mexico's New Mexico, where I'm from, they're, they're pretty much following suit with Colorado as far as, like, before all I needed to have before August 1st was a uh, food manufacturing license. Mm-hmm. Uh, now they have it under the environmental department where we can actually get manufacturer's license, which we're in the process of doing right now. Um but, yeah, I mean, up until that point, we're essentially approved to sell it in food items already under state law. And that's the problem is that, you know, <laughs> you're going to have all these states that are differing from federal law, and each state differs from each state. It's going to be madness for a bit. Yeah. No, it's going and, to – and as far as uh, the, re, you know, the reality of the waste of time as far as testing, because that's what it gets re- – it's really expensive, especially government stuff, because you know it's all just padded. And at the end of the day, oh yeah. Uh, so tell us about the other products that you guys are also making, though, because I guess you guys are kind of covering you're covering a few bases, right? You're doing tinctures and uh, what else? Yeah, we do. We do sublinguals in in full spectrum and THC free, uh, five hundred, one thousand, fifteen hundred milligram. We do. Two different scents of lotions, body butters, massage oils, mango butter salves, collagen face creams, uh, volcanic mud masks, pineapple enzyme scrubs, goat's melt soap, uh, peppermint pain cream, um, bubbling bath tonic, tea. What else we do? We do quite a bit, man, and we can pretty much formulate anything for anybody that wants it to. And our so formulation the, specialist is one of 25 years. She's amazing. And so uh, your inputs on all those body care products, I mean, obviously I would hope they're organically sourced and, you know, you guys are doing small batch stuff or what's what's the kind of run through on that? Yeah, well, I mean, our, our facility, we're actually capable of around 30,000 products a day total, so we can pump them out in mass volume. Uh-huh. Uh, we do our, our batch for our retail, and 3,000 of each product is the way that we do our batch. Mm-hmm. And uh, did you all isolate, or? No, no, most of our stuff's full spectrum. I have just nice. the sublinguals and THC-free. 
That's good. That are a broad spectrum, just CBD and CBC and CBDB. That's awesome. But so, yeah, yeah so all of our other products are full spectrum. I am all about a full spectrum with THC in it. No, that's a good answer. Good answer. Because <laughs> it would have been yeah. like, because uh, 30,000 units uh, kind of, it has the sound of a isolate product, right? You know, where you're just like, I'm pumping it, <laughs> yeah. I'm pumping it out. Yeah. So, no, when you, man, so, no. so um, what is your ratios pretty much? Do you have like a sort of consistent ratio or are you working different? Yeah, so typically like a, a sublingual is going to come in somewhere around 35 to 1. Uh, where I find our sublinguals really beneficial, especially is with any mental ailments of sorts or degenerative diseases because of the very high content of CBC in them. Um, the distillate that we work with tends to be anywhere from 5 to 7% CBC. Mm-hmm. Um, in products, in a 1,500 milligram sublingual, you'll end up with CBD, CBDV, CBC, CBG, CBN, and some delta 9 THC around one point or point one four percent. Point one four on the THC. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's awesome. So you have so, I mean that that is uh, by far the the best sort of delivery method is to have something that's going to be you know working in conjunction with because that's kind of my that's kind of the sad part I feel of all the the drinks that are coming out and all those kind of things because I know 100% that they're not w- working with any full spectrum they're you know a it would be a oh, little, yeah. be a bit be a bit difficult maybe uh, it'd take a little more work but it could be doable but at the same time they're just going for what works you know yeah well the thing that irritates me is if you follow me on Facebook bro which you do you'll notice quite often that I bring up full spectrum compared to broad spectrum compared to isolated you know, there, there's a major difference in the way that cannabinoids respond to our endocannabinoid system based on those cannabinoids that it intakes. THC is like the master key to the endocannabinoid system, the CB1 receptors specifically. Without THC interacting with those receptors, the other cannabinoids simply can't show an affinity for those receptors. So as opposed to binding to it and acting as an anti-inflammatory, they simply graze those receptors and allow them over a period of time or with much higher content to be effective. Mm-hmm. But any study that I've read shows a full spectrum with THC is four to five times more effective, meaning that if you're, you need 200 milligrams of isolate, you need 40 milligrams of full spectrum. And, uh, are you doing that? Is, is that is that company more you, or are you just kind of just working under people, or what's, what's the deal with that? No, ESO ESO Health is mine, buddy. This oh, was yeah, this was oh, great. the the hear. company that I created and everything. Nice. So you came off the other one, started. I mean, and the thing is that it is interesting with doing CBD products because you really we go from and it is interesting to see how much when people do when it does work for people, it's like it's great because it's like it actually is a you know can be a miracle for some people and oh yeah you know you're never going to like claim it but at the same time you do know if you're putting out a good product you're going to get a lot of testimonials and sometimes like especially when it comes to like skin issues and things like that because those things are like noticeable you know what i mean it's like so you can take photos of it boom 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 and you see like holy shit that, that really did work you know what i mean like yeah I, I see that i think it's one of the i think that's one of the most uh impressive and obvious like you know it's going to work in any product that is sort of used in that sort of way you know like as a 
as a so you so you have uh, how many different skin products you had? Because I know you. Had... Oh shoot! Let's see. I think I have. Well, we have fifty-two different SKUs right now. I believe twenty-seven of them are topical and cosmetic products. Okay, so you have a shitload. Wow. What's the highest? What's the highest sort of percentage of anything in those? Do you have sort of ratios, or is it just kind of one 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 stuff? Uh, like the the brands that I do, Eso Health, our brand specifically. Um, you know, the highest content that we go to on a four ounce uh, topical would be a thousand milligrams. With that being said, um, in a four ounce topical, if somebody was to call for private label and they wanted something higher milligram content, I could take them all the way to probably ten thousand milligrams without exceeding the point three. Nice. Good to know yeah. <laughs> for those white labelers out there that yeah. want to go full bore. That <laughs> yeah, no, and that'd be if we went to ten thousand, they'd probably come out. Let's see, right at point two eight. Wow, that's awesome. That would be great for literally for those like you know uh, skin uh, hanging skin things or where you know, like put it on oh, there. Oh yeah, I bet that shit would knock it off in a heartbeat because that seems. Oh yeah, work. well I think. I even had a customer that called me on the mango butter salve, which is a two ounce, thousand milligram. That's a little bit more concentrated, but um, they had some bad cellulitis going on. And even even just a thousand milligram mango butter salve, which mango butter in itself is amazing. So yeah. you take a full spectrum CBD or hemp extract and you add that to it, um, it knocked out his cellulitis in three days. And he'd been on medications for like four or five months trying to get these major major skin abrasions off of his body man hmm. and he was putting that mango butter salve on there three days later man i'm telling you smooth skin you could tell there was some slight scarring from his stuff but even even as long as i've been in it and seeing what our products do uh, i'm amazed every single time that i get a client that messages me something like that yeah. you know or i have a four-year-old adhd um child who is also autistic with grandma seizures in Oklahoma. Um, within two weeks, this kid was speaking the first words that he'd ever spoken in his life, man. Hmm. She was teaching him sign language, uh, his, his cognitive skills, I mean, just completely turned around 180. She said he was able to pay attention. Um, grandma seizures went to absolutely nothing after the first month. Um, it, it was world changing for those people. So every time you hear stuff like that, it just, it makes you realize that you're doing the right thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I mean, it is one of those things where I think a lot of people who, especially people who smoke a lot of weed or, you know, are very active and you, if you don't have a real issue that you're can hundred percent sort of gauge on it, it's kind of like, yeah, you can just be like, eh, you know, doesn't really do it. Right. Which, which I've, noticed you know but I've, I've also like you know i like the i like the high cbd dabs flavor wise i think it's interesting profile that cherry kind of high thing i like that but but the high was never kind of like the thing you know what i mean as far as you could definitely tell later like oh okay well there was a lot of weed i thought was weird <laughs> now i know why because it was right. kind of high cbd <laughs> yeah. to begin with you know um yeah exactly did uh no i'm a full believer in the full spectrum products man i don't i don't prefer anything else and i don't see myself selling anything else besides that awesome uh that's good to hear and what's uh do you guys do trade shows at all or are you guys 
Uh, you know, when we first started, we were hitting trade shows and stuff, but I just I found it to be less cost effective than sitting right here at the office and making sales calls, my friend. Where are you based out of? I'm out of New Mexico, oh, Farmington. Right. That's right, awesome. Center of the country there, so. Uh, and you guys, you work with any local product at all, like uh, for the inputs? There's, there's a group based out of Durango, Colorado, that we're going to be doing some uh, some beef liver treats with using their beef liver, but they're all organic, green pasture farm. Um, we'll probably be getting into that. But uh, Farmington, New Mexico, even though it sounds like a bustling farming community, it's more oil field based. Um, you have lots of retail, and then other than that, there's oil filled for work. And so uh, there's not a whole lot of, say, you know, honey providers or uh, somebody that would be capable of growing, you know, the butters that we use, like a cocoa butter or something like that, you know? Sure. Um, but with that being said, everything we get is from Colorado because uh-huh. <laughs> they do have it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. You're right. Yeah. Um, so the uh, the the hemp plastic sort of that's the only thing that kind of sucks because that's one of those things where I really I do have a lot of interest um, and I and I've just seen a lot of three D printed stuff and some things that are interesting I think but uh, I had high hopes on that other plastic I was telling you I was like really I know I was uh, I still have it at my house and I was like thinking like oh I need to get I always need it was one of those things that always ran in my mind I need to get in touch with these guys because. Uh, yeah, trust me, I think about it often still. I hope to to re you know, get back into it at some point and revisit it, but Yeah. Well uh, you know, I, it was one of those things that hurt to let go, brother. <laughs> sure. and, I've, and I've seen a few examples of uh clear plastic too, which was interesting and I was like, Okay, now we're getting somewhere to that point where yeah. we can finally work with the make our own plastic bottle, which is like the yeah. number one. Well, doing, you know, like different starch components and cellulose and just working with those individual products, you know, they're able to make some pretty unique stuff, even algaes of different kinds now. Um, so hopefully it keeps progressing, but yeah, I mean, Noel, bringing it back to Noel, he, sure. he's just an innovator, man. He, he really was. He, uh, he put a lot of practice into, into bringing those coffee shops up to par over in the Netherlands and, and, uh, he, you know, he was an innovator and known known as a really great guy over there, and it's sad to see him pass. And hopefully, his name goes on as being a part of it, you know, for a long time. Definitely, like uh, he will. I mean, it was what you saw the you saw the funeral. I'm sure the photos and stuff. It was like proper proper send off. Uh, he was oh yeah one of those characters in Holland who was he was stubborn. You know what I mean? And he was one of those guys who was. You know, he wanted it his way, <laughs> for sure. Oh, he was an asshole. Yeah, yeah. no doubt about it. <laughs> but at the same time... <laughs> but but it, I'll tell you this, man. The serious business people in this world, man, most of them you'll find out are assholes. <laughs> oh, yeah. And and that's how they made it where they made it. And But the thing is, he was kind when it came to, like, you know, his... He, he definitely took care of his employees. He was one of those kind of guys oh, who... Yeah. who uh, and he was very old-school Dutch. I mean, he, he, he was... When I first moved to Holland, there was very... I could really tell that the, that the guys who own the grocery shops and the and the coffee shops and stuff, you know, there was some assholes, but they were definitely the black sheep of the of the community you know, at that time in the late '80s. Yeah. And they were the kind of like the 
the last of the they weren't really gangsters at all but they were kind of like the last of the underground you know guys who just like couldn't get a bank account had the whole fucking like bullshit stigma attached to them uh oh yeah you know and now they're tired and (laughs) cashing out if possible you know what i mean because it's like so commercial there uh, oh, it's bad, man. I mean, when you get taxed at 75%, too, it's hard to run a business, you know? Yeah, it was, I mean, I ran for 11, well, for more than that, for about 15 years, uh, companies there, and it was kind of like one of those deals where the employees got paid twice, once by once by me, well, I got paid, oh, they got paid once, and I had to pay twice, when I once went to them, and one went to the government, and it was exactly the, like 100%. Yeah. So if, uh, if you paid them... You know, literally, at the end of the day, we have to pay like twenty bucks an hour. And this is back in the yeah. early '90s. You know what I mean? When they were like, "What, twenty bucks an hour?" You know what I mean? And it was like, "Yep." And then, you know, you just got crushed. And it was definitely like most people just had to. You, you could couldn't expand beyond yourself, you know, unless you wanted yeah. to pay the big man. Yeah, and, I mean, and then it got to the point where the Dutch were implementing laws where. The coffee shops could sell cannabis, but they couldn't grow it and they couldn't buy it. Well, they like they, that they, was in, those were actually laws. <laughs> oh, for sure. Well, they've never been allowed to grow it until. I mean, maybe even recently they might be some sort of uh, kind of government-run system that they're kind of put, talking about putting into place. But for the most for for the entire time that I was there, everything had to get you know the whole way it works is everything comes in from Mister X and gets sold and comes from a uh, stash house somewhere nearby. Cops yeah. have, cops kind of, bl- you know, turn a blind eye. They know exactly who it is. Kid cruises up on a fucking scooter every 45 minutes <laughs> and drops off and picks up. Right. Tops takes money out and drops off, you know, product. It's just like a system has been running like that for, for 30 years. But, uh, yeah. you know, Noel, Noel was one of the few shops that you go in when you went to, because uh, Harlem, where he was at, was about a... 20 minute train ride and it was definitely lower it was basically like if you got off into a little tiny piece of Amsterdam and it was old, old very cute and nice you know very nicely put together place but uh he ran the the, the definitely the most uh known coffee shop you know, and it always had good weed on the menu and that was the main point right so if you gotta if you have good weed you're gonna survive and so he always had he was one of those hard-headed old school dutch guys who had good weed on the menu and uh later on he uh sort of you know he was very political the whole time he had like uh trade shows that he put together and yeah we worked a lot on on we always kind of donated our time and got involved as far as th seeds and hoodlum and hemp works and all the companies that we were doing um, <clears throat> but he was always like, it was always funny because Harlem is a hard place. To, it was like one of those things where Amsterdam, you had the tourists, you had the kind of, you know, the thing. Once you were there, you were in a little tiny Dutch town. So when you try to do like a weed, <laughs> weed event in a Dutch town, it just didn't have the same pizzazz as it does in Amsterdam because the lo- no? the locals are just not impressed at all. Like they could give a fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. And it was like yeah. a completely different. Like they didn't realize the golden goose that they had, you know, as far as yeah the ability to. Well, I noticed too a lot of those guys that go over to Spain and do most of their marketing and stuff and trade shows over there. 
hundred percent. No, Spain has become the, the the focus for most people, and you can you can only uh, you can't blame them. You know, what I mean, you have a choice between Dutch weather and Spanish weather and Dutch Dutch, <laughs> Dutch food and Spanish food. So it all it just nothing none, nothing about it is uh, is really even a consideration at that point. Yeah. Yeah. How are your travels these days? Are you going anywhere anywhere good or? Uh, I'll be going to North Carolina. Well, I got to go to Phoenix first, and then I'll be going to North Carolina. Uh, meet up with a few farmers down there, as well as a new processing facility down there that hopefully will be lining up with some customers. Now, and uh, now, what is that? Uh, is yeah, what scale is that? Is that like something? I'm sorry. What kind of scale is that? As far as pro- you're talking about, pro- yeah, post, post processing or. Yeah, they're actually fairly capable. Uh, they'll probably be capable of around, I think they mentioned 10,000 pounds a day or so. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's going to get Not nuts. massive. It's, it's going to get nuts because, I mean, most places, like there's, uh, you know, people talk. It's fun to watch because you watch, you listen to investors and people talking about, like, um, the amounts of work that I know because I've done it and watched other people do it and dealt with people and you know it's a lot of work and you're trying to like and they're just throwing around those like work times and things like they're just going to happen overnight almost and you're kind of like you know what i mean like yeah we'll just do you'll just you know we'll take down fucking that 200 acres and then we'll do you know that right right behind (laughs) that we'll have the other 200 and then right behind that the other 200 three days apart you know what i mean and you're like three days like yeah you know where and how are you going to do that? You know what I mean? And where do you where do you put half a million plants at, bro? You know, and so that's going to be the interesting <laughs> the, the interesting sort of reality of 2019 is the amount of material that can get processed within 2019. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it it'll be there'll be plenty of because you know it gets hammer milled down and it does it is interesting because when you when you grow you realize how little that plant material is because <laughs> you like you bring it into reality when it's taken down to like hammer mill size and you have oh yeah four four bags yeah. you know what i mean when you like, dry it you're like four when bags you dry it, it puts shit into perspective for you yeah and you see four bags four totes and that's it you know that's the whole fucking <laughs> 22 acres or something that you did and you're like what doesn't even make yeah, sense yeah. does it and you're like well kind of didn't do that yeah good. but uh no the the uh the growth though and the amount of people getting involved and all that is awesome and i think it's going to be one of those pretty cool to see years as far as uh the successes that are out there and the people that actually like you like you do things kind of correct as far as the the uh, delivery methods and because that's the thing is there's so much bullshit out there that it's like well that ain't gonna work you know what I mean that's <laughs> like it's oh yeah you know no I I say it every day I wish somebody would just snag one of my products off the shelf and test it and do a media outlet on it like they do these other shitheads right <laughs> yeah you know like hemp bombs they get so much you know because of their bad testing they get so much media coverage that they still do well. You know, and all of these companies that don't do well or are, are, are putting out shit products, they're the ones that get all the media attention, you know? Yeah, I mean, that, like definitely, that. that definitely happens. Well, the thing is, it depends, again, on the end, end user and what they're trying to achieve. And if it's like, 
if it's in an energy drink or something stupid or you know what I mean something that doesn't really have right. a, a sort of and you know it ain't gonna work like no one's gonna drink an energy drink and right. then have some sort of like issue that's gonna be alleviated you know I doubt it right with an, with an uptake ability of like eight percent yeah compared to uh, properly delivered medicine and then yeah. And then I guess gaining the trust of people and having availability and, and making it convenient. Yeah. Selling out. You just gotta sell yeah. out. <laughs> that's all you gotta do. And that's you know, that's one thing we, we really took into consideration even with the topicals is making sure that we use ingredients that are, you know, for penetration that dive into the epidermis and and reach those actual receptors and stuff. And MSM is a is a major one that we use just because of its penetration factor. Um and it's it's phenomenal for skin, but uh, yeah, our our formulation specialist. Just to give you an idea, I mean, she she makes the products for Julia Roberts. She makes products for for uh, Paris Hilton. She went to uh, Kim Kardashian's baby shower with her products. Um, she's incredible, man. If, if she, just, she really just had Oprah. Right. You've just got Oprah in there somehow. We would have had a trifecta. Would have would have guaranteed <laughs> guaranteed success. Gotta get Oprah's. Oh, yeah, no, I wish. <laughs> gotta get Oprah's approval. That's the one right there. Um, yeah, I want to just give a set away to the to our uh, audience there. And how is how is the um, stability of the products as far as long term and stuff, or sitting around like a cause that's good? A, that, so we're having all of our uh, all of our trial runs done on it right now through a third party group. They're doing um, all the testings for. Uh, uh, Oh shoot! What are they called, man? My mind just went blank. Uh, uh, Moisture contents, all of your all of your factors for germs and contaminants okay. and uh, things like that. Those are all being done. Temperature, all, all of that, as far as separation control goes, you know, stability, all of that stuff's being done right now on on everything. Gotcha. Because that that's also because hemp's one of those things where, uh, especially back in the day when people really were like kind of not following through maybe on testing properly because i had a hemp having a hemp store and having people drop off like you know at, at the end of their tour <laughs> here try and then a lot of the <laughs> especially a lot of the earlier attempts of skin products and stuff there was like a, a sweet there's like a honeymoon period where it was like okay and then all of a sudden it just like fell out you know what i mean where the almost yeah. like they separated and so storing a lot of that stuff was a nightmare because you'd kind of come in and, oh, like, look and be like, oh, like, no, you can't sell that. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, they, they the buyer ends up spending a lot more money on products that they can't use, you know. And mm-hmm. that's that's one thing is when you're selling to, you know, spas and, and smoke shops and things of that nature, you don't need any kind of that material as far as paperwork goes, but. When you get bigger and you're starting to dive into the retail areas, I mean, those those places require all of that testing, you know, and that's something that we had to learn, too. You know, in the process, we didn't have any of that stuff lined out until we were recently contacted by a larger group, and they asked us if we had any of those and any of the testings for stability and bacterias and stuff like that, and I told them, no, I, I honestly never even thought about it, and I apologize, but, uh, you know, refer me to the right place and let's get it done. Sweet. And then um, how about uh, as far as production of products out in, in, in uh, New Mexico? Are they doing any hemp uh, locally, or is it just kind of 
Yeah, no, we have, uh, well, we have our plot out on La Plata, which is just below the Colorado state line. Uh, we have 580 acres total out there. We're only growing a small plot this year just to present to a, a joint venture. Gotcha. Um, but, uh, no, there's a group that has 80 acres in this year. Uh, I don't know how successful they'll be. We didn't really get licensed until the beginning of July. Most of us went in the, in the middle of July. Yeah. Um, it's a rough year. It's a rough year. Actually, the, the the pictures behind me right now are seedlings that a guy was going to put in maybe like two weeks ago or something like that because they had a hail. Mm. They, they got lost their other place and they were going to try to like re recoup and throw these in. And I was like, damn, those yeah. things, they're like you know two two in, two and a half inches tall and they're going to get into the field on July like twenty yeah. or something like that. You know, so it was a little bit rough. I was like, woof. Be yeah, no, you, a lot of tiny little plants. Typically around here, like the latest you'd like to be in the ground is mid June. I mean, ideally you want to be in like late late May, early June. Hmm. Um, yeah, same. But yeah. even going in, you know, even going in the middle of July, we actually we're having pretty good results so far. They're they're about three foot right now from a three inch seedling which we planted July fourteenth. So yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, this is like. So from a seed, it's planted from about the same size as this, or no? Planted from? Yeah, yeah, we we planted from a three-inch seedling, but I, I mean, we amended the soil, pumped it full of hydro bio, yeah. all kinds of goodies, and yeah, That's microbes good. of all kinds, you know. Yeah, this. Uh, I mean, the spot they have is really good, and uh, could could work out. It was, it was maybe a week later than that, so it's definitely uh, pushing pushing it. So. Uh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. It is uh, sort of the way it was with growing. A lot of times, where uh, times where you flower them early and kind of think you maybe did it too early, and then somehow later on you realize how much they really stretched, even though like like sometimes almost just perfect. You know what I mean? Without like, you're like oh, yeah. oh I would have fucked up if I vegged it for another week or two. You know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, no, that's a. It's cool to finally be able to see it, you know, locally especially. And, and knowing we have quite a bit of farms around here. They grow a lot of winter wheat and alfalfa and stuff. And it's cool to see them have another crop to grow. Of course. And uh, and just the fact that people, uh, you know, take it and grow it like like uh, just in any other plant. But at the same time, uh, for the rotation that they've could have had that's actually i mean that's what's gonna be interesting i think is like people who actually grow like two three four years in the same spot and actually you know don't have to amend as much as a spot where you know people growing with just banging it full of uh chemicals just to kind of get the ball rolling and in some dead soil oh yeah so it's, it's interesting. yeah no it, that's one thing yeah. that's one thing we didn't want to do this year you know is try to do too much and not have a buyer for it. I mean, that's the biggest concern. I don't think a lot of these people take into concern is where the, where is it going to go? You know, and if they don't have a buyer already, they're already behind the eight ball, man. For sure. Yeah, that, that's the, I mean, any any real farmer is going to need that question answered first and yeah. and at the same time no one I think a lot of people aren't really uh giving out good numbers on futures right now if they're smart. <laughs> because they're going to get fucked yeah. if they do. So there's a lot of, uh, yeah, there's going to be a, a, a lot of overstock, but at the same time, 
the processing slash storage has got to be sort of thought out beforehand, which I don't think it is, you know. Yeah. At least not yet. Agreed. So, so there's a huge, huge opportunity out there for you guys. Get Agreed. On, get on yeah. that. Um, what's uh, what's uh, in the future for you? Anything, any other uh, ventures beyond this company or just riding this one out? Uh, well, I think, you know, obviously we're, I'm going to, you know, try to dive into as many ventures as I can related, but, you know, obviously bioplastics is always in the back of my mind, but we're working, uh, we're working with the, the venture on the farm right now. And then we're looking to do a processing facility here locally as well. Nothing huge, but something that's capable of maintaining the locals. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think people, um, I think other, people, I think people are going to figure out about the, um, the, green aspect and the large-scale fiber slash herd sort of angle more than trying to compete on the cbd level as much i think that's going to be a big oh yeah shift yeah i agree too i think next year you'll see a lot more people grow for fiber and grain and stuff which is like i saw some beautiful uh grain plants that were like three weeks out right now from right now and they were just crushing it i was looking at them looking at like wow that's all for grain. It's all up in Canada. Uh, but these guys have actually got, wow. they've got 27 years growing in the same spots. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. Th- that's where you get kind of like, okay, that makes sense. Like you guys really have built up a proper uh, sort of connection with those plants to the point where it's just like crushing, you know? And I think uh, the fact that it's going to be a race to the bottom on the CBD market a little bit, you know, maybe there'll be boosts here and there and there'll be some, some people will make it out cause they're big enough, but for the most part, it's going to bust out at some point. And then the, oh, yeah. the plastic for instance, being pro- to me, the biggest game changer because it's the fucking worst thing for the environment. You know what I mean? It's like, it's literally in everything every person oh yeah it's invasive man it's everywhere you know and everybody uses it mm-hmm. you know it's something that it's hard it's hard to get around you know if you buy groceries you use it there's, there's just no way to avoid it you know and it's going to take a long time before we're capable of making it cost effective for those large companies to switch over to it but mm-hmm. i mean it's all progressive you know and i'm sure oil wasn't cheap when they first found it you know and it's or, just uh, the or, way we go, man. Well, I mean, or it was. I mean, that's the thing. It's like it's one of those things where it was flowing just like off the top of the, like hitting it with a barely, <laughs> barely hitting it, and it was shooting out of the ground, right? So in the beginning, it was just kind of ridiculous. And then uh, I think they started spending a lot of money to to drill deeper, yeah. drill deeper and deeper, you know? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think that the, the future of hemp is uh, – is great because of the fact that we're going to finally get onto the timing of, uh, you know, the medicine side of it all, as far as the, or the therapeutic side of it or the recreational side and all those things kind of had that mm-hmm. already covered pretty well. It's those whole bigger, yeah. bigger steps of replacing plastic, um, using it for fuel, oh, yeah. using it for tons of different textiles, you know, and just the applications are endless. The stuff it can replace, you know, that as well as I do. I'm sure Probably 95% of the population knows what it's capable of doing. It's just making the advancements to doing it, you know? Yep. And uh, I believe uh, that's a good direction if you do actually get some, if 
get time on your hands, which is the hardest part, I think, nowadays for any of us. You get enough time on your hands and you get enough investment and get on that plastic because uh, that is the uh, the future, in my opinion. And, of course, CBD is, is, the, is like the key to open up everybody's brain into that thing as far as, like, grandma's taking it. You know what I mean? No one's dying. Grandma's taking it. Uncle's taking it. Kid's taking it. Dog's taking it. You know, no one's dying. No one's getting any problems. Everybody's improved in some way, shape, or form. In, you know, especially the, the the ones like I said, like topicals and things that are real visual. Like, holy shit, that shit works. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of that going on, and uh, yeah. that's going to get people inspired to sort of look beyond all that. And uh, you know, you know, obviously the building material side is super exciting for me. Oh, me too, man. I'm pumped about hempcrete. I want a house out of hempcrete, without a doubt. And just the fact that we can 3D print everything so intricate nowadays that you can uh, have, you know, all of your um, electrical work done beforehand and have that stuff just, you know, built <laughs> built in. And it was amazing. I watched some uh, 3D printed house technology, and it was so obvious that hempcrete will just sort of tap in on that there's not really much that has to be adjusted you know maybe flow oh, rate, yeah. flow rate or whatever but the uh the ability to build i think it was like a thousand and fifty square foot place in 24 hours you know what i mean it was like wow. like that's i think i watched that one too they're kind of like a circular style homes like yeah. they got the yeah like a little yeah bit. yeah exactly and just cranks it out and you're just like okay you know and that was a couple of years ago so shit just right. improves over you know quicker and quicker and those kind of that so that technology combined with hemp being such a perfect little like building block it's like the perfect oh yeah like, it makes the best paper it makes the best plastic it makes it like when you start to really get into the the, the rudimentary parts of the plant you're like okay well that's good because it <laughs> you know oh, yeah. it, it actually filtration systems and batteries and glues of different kinds and binders and shit i mean it's just it's endless mm-hmm they said the the group that I was working with on the bioplastics suggested that the hemp was absolutely crucial because of the cellulose content. And that's that's honestly what made the plastic so strong and rigid was the cellulose content in the hemp itself. Yeah. It just it's far superior than any other plant. Yeah, I think it's like 82% or something like that on average or some, yeah. some, something in that zone. Crazy high. And... Uh, I mean, and when you get a good plant, like a good, well-grown plant, and you just feel how strong the plant is, regardless whether it's the fiber part, like you can pull that back, roll it around your hands, and you can't break it. You know what I mean? Like as long as you go like like more than one, oh, wrap, yeah. you go like more than one wrap, forget about it. You can't even come yeah. close to breaking it off. And then you get the herds, so the, and then get the herds, and those are like magical in a sense when you break them away from the plant, because you start looking at the intricacies of those, and you're like you start brainstorming because the shit's lightweight it's almost like styrofoam or something but then you realize that's the cellulose based part of it all mostly you know what <laughs> yeah. i mean so that's like that's super yeah. high that's like if you t- peeled away the stem that's you got rid of that 12 percent. that shit's like even higher when it gets down to that that's almost like 100 percent cellulose in the sense it's like yeah so it really just ends up being like compressed sap yeah and uh in general when you make paper it's document quality when you make material it's like wedding dress quality as far as if it's yeah. treated properly when you make thread it's like you know uh, uniform 
based you know if you do a sh- use it on a ship you put it on the binding between the wood and it's the strongest shit and keeps boats the, you know like all the stuff yeah. is like super high end does not like uh there's nothing dainty about it it's all strong <laughs> yeah. shit so yeah. that's kind of where i feel like it's like the you know has that uh great basic yeah. fucking building block so if you have to do anything whether it be compressing bits to make fuel or anything you can almost guarantee that when you test it against the what's normal you know whatever the normal btus that come off of like oak or fucking this wood or that wood you can almost guarantee that the hemp's going to be higher or close to the highest you know what i mean because that shit's just always uh the highest quality just (laughs) somehow guaranteed well just to give you an idea like the uh the plastic that we had at two millimeters thick it was one and a half times the rigidity as as regular plastic and had three times the strength. If you take that same material to a quarter inch thick, it was lighter than carbon fiber and as strong as steel. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like the Henry Ford using it for car, all that. I mean, the the reality is that we know the material is super good. Now it's just like we're finally going to have enough of it to prove the point because before we were talking about it all the time and all the stems got destroyed for all the weed because everyone got scared and like no don't use any of that you know what i mean even though we're growing fucking literally tons of it a day so we could have been playing with it like for instance here in colorado but they were so restrictive now with hemp we do have fields of gigantic stems and but they're still grown more like cannabis no one's growing proper hemp and broadcasting seeds and growing shitloads of them you know everyone's still paying a buck a seed right. <laughs> a buck a seed and growing yeah. female only <laughs> yeah. and, but i think you know give it a cup two more years and that's going to be more the the jump for all the investors who kind of see the end two years max let's say one year oh yeah uh yeah. all the C- all, all the cbd investors are going to be like you know we can't we can't support this sinking ship you know there's too many C- there's going to be too many cbd companies and you know yeah. the in the long run the shitty part about it not not to not to make it sound shitty for your company but like in general i mean the big guys are going to come in and a lot of people don't really get it and they're going to just see the price difference and they're going to be like well why would i buy that for forty dollars when i can get this for an eight you know what i mean it's oh like, yeah uh, yeah well no that, that's what that, i tell my employees all the time i tell them look i'm just positioning ourselves to hopefully one day some bigger conglomerate will come buy us out <laughs> that's that's the real fact behind it, because there's just no way I'll ever have enough capital to be able to compete with these multi-billion-dollar companies that are going to get involved in that. Yeah, I mean, they will gobble everybody up, and at the same time, hopefully, get a good price, right? So, to, so to get yeah. hold yeah. off, hold off for the big money, of course. But at the same time, <laughs> they are going to be uh, hard. To, it's going to be hard for people to stay outside of it. It's just a, it's it's. Like all the health food, like when you see all the companies and stuff getting bought up, every time you like something, it gets bought. You know what I mean? You'd be like, oh, this is yeah. really good. And then like a week later, you're like, oh, look, they just got bought up by Nestle. You know? You're like, ah, oh, I can't ever buy that again. You know what I mean? That's fucking bullshit. Like, yep. Now you just ruined <laughs> yeah. you just ruined that. So hopefully you don't go in with the wrong people. That's all I got to say. Go in with no, the hopefully people. a lot of us last, man. Mm-hmm. You know, ideally we'd like to have it forever, you know, and something I could pass on to my son whenever he's of age and if he wants to. But, I mean, the idea is always there that hopefully the longevity is there. But you guys have, I don't know. You guys had pet products, right? We have what? 
pet products, right? You guys had some. Yeah, we have a Alaskan fish oil. Uh, for for pet CBD products. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it's like a just a, just just like a drop for them, or it's a. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a sublingual. Gotcha. It's the same the same same style. Yep. Squirt it. Squirt it in. <laughs> yeah. We just use a triple nitrogen filtered Alaskan fish oil. Gotcha. Because um, I think that's also one of the bigger markets where you will see this like they already you already see it like i go to this i go to the um this kind of commercial i pick up some food from my mom's dog and she likes the the fresh stuff in the frozen frozen fresh or whatever and so i go mm-hmm. in this place and in colorado you know mind you of course but literally it's like every fucking other product has got cbd in it i'm looking around like, <laughs> like especially in the front of the store like in the front of the store everything had it right but like oh, in the dead, actual dead. aisles, they're starting to creep in there too, and it's like, it's theoretically because of the price going down and the people needing more and everything kind of getting at some ridiculous level where, you know, will be in everything, you know, to the point where you're just like, holy okay. shit, man, it's fortified with CBD, you know, like okay. I took a, I talked to a group the other day that was doing hot sauces, barbecue sauces, honeys, mustards, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> Yeah, get uh, it on, guys. Any, any, anything like that, that for sure. And then it's the ones that come out of left field, um, you know, especially the, the the fact that there's, you know, like even like with the water was a kind of a scam in the sense because the minute it's, it's if it's in a clear if it's in a clear thing it's already fucked. You know what I mean? So you're 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 kind of guaranteed. Oh yeah. So all those companies that invested all that money and didn't really take that into account, kind of like. Yeah, UV rays, guys. Yeah, it's like uh, <laughs> that shit's dead. You know what I mean? And it was it was already weak to begin with, but now it's like seriously not not working. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's one thing I I really do honestly try to focus on, man. As I see products to me that are just ineffective, that you know you're gonna have to just consume mass quantities of them for them to show any kind of benefit for you. Like that's what I stay away from. I, I I really focus on creating products that are beneficial and and easy to notice, you know, and something that people are going to see relief from within a few days, not a few weeks, you know. For sure, and uh, well, I think with the sounds like with the formulas that you guys got and the full spectrum side of it all, and the fact that you kind of got you know true full spectrum with a little bit of cb with a little bit of thc everything kind of all the bells and whistles that i think are there ne- ne- necessary for things to actually work i can imagine that that stuff can oh yeah can work yeah and as you know you know terpene content major major role and uh you know our our sublinguals typically come back each one at 0.2 percent mm-hmm. you know uh of the actual terpene as well so know all that together very effective man cool cool um well what um web, web, websites and sort of places for people to get in touch with you uh yeah they can reach out to uh on the website www.esohealthcbd.com or they can uh, reach out to us by email at contact at esohealthcbd.com awesome um, so yeah, I'm down to my last 10 minutes. I was going to do a little couple shout out things at the end. So I wanted to leave you here, but we'll definitely keep in touch. 
if you have anything uh, new and interesting, hit uh, just give me a shout and get you back on the show. It's awesome talking. Yeah, I appreciate you so much, man, for having me on here. Yeah, anytime. Like I said, it was. Uh, it's rare that I do a show and I have anything I ever remember. <laughs> so that was one of the few times I was like, kept it up on the shelf with the pack of papers. Use the papers obviously before use the dube tube thing, but always kind of kept that. Like, wouldn't let my kid have that one. He has everything else, but he didn't get those. You know? Oh yeah. So. Well, you better believe I'm always keeping an eye on you guys too, man. I like to see you progressing and doing well. It means a lot. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, well, I don't know about progressing, yeah. but we're, we're, we're trying. We're trying. We're like one step forward, three <laughs> steps back. That's, nice. our, that's our standard. Nice See, you have plateau. GMP standards. Ours is the one step forward, three steps back standard. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, well, we uh, put a link on the on the show here for everybody to check out your site. So that's awesome. Hopefully you get some traction from that. Um, if you want to offer a done deal, you can always, you know, throw it in there. Done deals. You know, just, <laughs> just offer it. Yeah. In. Uh, no, are you? You guys need anything, or? Well, I'm just I'm saying for my for for my listeners, if you want to throw any kind of like, if they use the code done deal, you'll give them a done deal. You don't have to say anything right now, but just keep it in mind when you start seeing some extra notes thrown your way when some orders. Hopefully, no, let's uh, let's set up a code for you guys, and then that way you well, can give it. it out to whoever listens, and that's then they the can get a discount, and I can track it. That's the code right there, done deal, D U double N deal. Perfect. Okay, done deal. Sweet, <laughs> that's what I like to hear. And we'll do for uh, we'll do done deal for twenty five percent off. There you go, people. Uh, hopefully, you get some orders. I get hit up all the time, and um, it's nice to have a place to send people because, again, the biggest problem is if you if you you want people you want things that work. You know, especially when it's like I had some real serious calls recently where people were like, you know, stage four and really at the end and it's like oh shit you know couldn't get it to him fast enough but yeah. couldn't get it didn't have much you know what i mean so i was like oh i don't know let me see who else i got uh, well i can i'll tell you this right now too bro if you have anybody with cancer that reaches out to you i have bottles and bottles of 2500 milligram sublinguals i send out as as uh, uh, donations nice okay well, we'll definitely keep in touch for uh the next the next round but i've definitely had some in the, in the recently where i was like you know, couldn't couldn't get them enough. So hopefully, uh, if you guys need, give a shout out uh, to Travis via his, by the website. Use the done deal code, twenty five percent off. That's a, that is a proper yeah, man. That's proper, a proper done proper deal. done deal. Thanks thanks yeah. for joining us. Um, we'll chat soon. And uh, once again, thanks for putting out good products. And uh, I appreciate you guys, man. Thank you so much too. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Awesome, man. Thank you. Peace. Okay, talk later. Okay, so uh, we got to just round it out with our pizza party at the end, I yeah, guess. Yeah, pizza party. Uh, I tried to get in touch with Dave Malone. I think he's got no reception in the woods. We'll see. I sent a message to him. But uh, the reason I got uh, Sexy Pizza to sponsor the show today... With a pizza, of course, not like any major, major, major sponsors, of course. But uh, our our buddy Jason Margolis, uh, who passed away a couple, like about ten days ago, I believe, uh, from cancer, unfortunately. And uh, you can just, yeah, we can move this over here, slide her in. Uh, yeah. You want me to torch it up for you? Or you no. No, you don't. You don't need a torched up pizza. Uh, 
But Jason was uh, battling like stage four colon cancer from, uh, and he announced it I think like a year ago. And I mean, he was super super dope kid. He was one of uh, uh, one of the guys who kind of like you could tell. I mean. Obviously, none of us knew he had cancer, so but you could tell he loved cannabis, and I think that's also one of those things where maybe his body was before he even. I'm not sure when he knew or not, but you know when somebody's uh, uh, consuming massive amounts of cannabis uh, per day, they need good people around them. You know what I mean at all times, and he definitely got surrounded by good people who produced great oil. Uh, who I was trying to get on the phone, I was trying to get the guys from Green Dot, who are definitely like, if you're here in Colorado and you want good uh, pens or product, you're going to be like, with Green Dot, you're 100% guaranteed. Yep. Shit's fire. So, um, you know, it's one of those uh, things that Jason loved. He loved pizza. No, I know, <laughs> I know. I love pizza. I people, love pizza. People were getting tattoos of pizzas for him. Uh, nice. I figured, shit, I'll eat. I'll eat a pizza, f- especially proper. This is a New York style uh, sexy pizza, which isn't so. Isn't so. So I'm gonna torch it right now because I'm gonna heat it up for myself. Cause oh, you're gonna torch it. I'm up. gonna torch it for you. Yeah, for you and me. I can eat it, but he doesn't like. Uh, he doesn't like. Uh, I'll I'll eat cold pizza, man. Cold pizza, so but it's not even cooked that much. So I did this the other day. Yeah. And huh, I'll I have to had do to, this sometime because I had to, and it worked. So uh, I am literally dabbing a pizza for you, Jason. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. And uh, That's actually pretty cool. And uh, yeah, it's one of those. You know, he always used to come to Hood Lab too. That's how I knew Jason. And I never hung out with him on the outside, and, and, and I, I never worked with him, so I'm not like one of the closest friends of him. But uh, he was a big—he was a definite supporter. He always wore a hoodlum uh, when he could, when it was warm, uh, cold enough, actually. Right. So he—he he definitely was one of those guys who, when he came to the hood lab, he was without even us. You know, I don't even remember when he got it, so I'm not sure if, what kind of deal he got. So it wasn't like you know nothing right. free. I don't think. Right. Maybe I got it as part of the deal, but <laughs> sure. But he was a good kid and uh, super uh, inspiring, and a lot of people, a lot of people loved him, which was obvious because once he passed away, there was a serious amount of people who, especially because like people like myself who didn't actually hang out with him uh, that much, felt kind of like shit. Right. I wish I did hang out with him more because I did. I mean, I know, I, I, I know the sense because he he had a lot of the same sense of humor. I think as I do, uh, we're sarcastic as fuck. Right. Make fun of people a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't help it, right? When somebody's like really fucking up, you're like, sure. oh my god, this is so easy. Oh yeah. I could do this all day, <laughs> right? So that's why I need the kid back. Yeah. Sure. I can't make fun of M- I can't make fun of MTI because I don't want him to like get mad at me. Because <laughs> if he gets mad at me, I'm gonna the show's gonna be shit again. So I can't afford that. Whereas the kid, yeah, there was just no hope. Yeah. You know what I mean? All right, this thing's almost good, dude. I'm nice. telling you, it's putting it's putting it. It's got like a proper New York vibe now to it. I just gotta wait. Like, if you hold it just long, yeah, you f- see it'll burn. If you get too long, so yeah. A lot of technique, a lot of distance. Yeah, I've been watching it. An incredible waste of gas. <laughs> incredible <laughs> waste of gas. <laughs> Definitely don't want to do a dab after you're like, oh, fuck. That's funny. Shouldn't have heated up that pizza, bro. Yeah. 
anyway. This is great. I'm going to have to do this at a party sometime. Yes. Cause a fire. Okay. Yeah. Drunk. Drunk. <laughs> All right. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, yeah. We're getting the final, final countdown here. All right. I'll let it bake for two seconds. Yeah, sure. Uh, but anyway, Jason uh, loved his pizza. So last week I I stopped at the spot over on Welton, which I it's funny because I'd driven by it a million times, and it says New York-style pizza, which it's like I'm like, I'll be the fucking judge of that. Like, what? Yeah, this right. no New York style. But it was all right. But it was a spot that's on uh, Welton and... Fuck, I don't even know. But it was just like the perfect opportunity on the way back mm-hmm. when I was, because I had forced other people to, uh, oops, I gave you a shitty piece. But I don't here, care. We're fine. Here you go. It's just warm enough to, to oh, just yeah. warm enough, just warm enough. Mm-hmm. See, now, Sexy Pizza did not cut it strong enough, but. Oops. Tony Bologna asked, is that pizza solventless? Yes, it is. Uh, all right. Yeah. Some good pizza, man. So that's some dab and pizza right there. Mm-hmm. Now, now I can do some dabs, and you guys can too, and eat some pizza. Yep. And enjoy, enjoy all the people around you, because it sucks that we have to fucking... Dedicate pizzas to fucking people who are only 43 years old in this day and age, you know, and be careful. Now, the funny thing is, my main goal would be to say to people, eat, eat better food <laughs> <laughs> while I'm eating a pizza. Right. It's fucking catch-22, isn't it? It is. Um, don't eat pizza every day. You know, it's Friday. We'll let Unless it's sexy pizza, then you're allowed because sexy pizza, for some magic reason, mm-hmm. you could eat it every day. Mm-hmm. If you only ate a slice, you'd be fine. But you can't buy a whole pie like we just did. Now it's going to be like, this is all I'm going to eat. I had pizza for lunch. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> now you're having like lukewarm pizza for dinner. Um, I want to thank Travis for calling in. Obviously, I want to thank Jeremy. Hopefully, he was super successful at jiu-jitsu. Uh, That's super cool. We'll get him on the show in the near future. I'm possibly going to be on the road next week, but definitely MTI is on the road. Mm-hmm. So next week's going to be weird. We may have to. Uh, we may we may film something this week. Who knows? I was about to say if you record something, we can put it up. Can get those slightly stupid swag guys to come. Mm-hmm. <laughs> swag guys. So, yeah. Uh, anyway. Cool. Let's uh, keep in touch, guys. Keep watching the show. Thanks for di- thanks, chat gang. Uh, big shout out to Mama Ace down at the farm holding it down. Oh, shout out to uh, beautiful wife Cece. Little Nick starting school on Monday. Monday, I gotta be like the proper dad now. Like you gotta go to bed. <laughs> like it's, like he's the worst. Oh yeah. My kid is the worst. He is worse than I was when I was a kid. Oh, dude. I don't know because I wasn't aware of what I was, but I know I like I like to stay up late. That was my thing. I grew up on Johnny Carson. That's how I went late. I used to stay up. And late so, day. he like at eleven fifty will be like you know, wanting to like read another book. You know what I mean? I'll be like, yeah. no, dude, it's over now. Forget about it. Unbelievable. But yeah, when I was a kid, I told my mom I wanted to be a night watchman. 
And she was like, what? And I was like, yeah, because I get to stay up late. Like, that was my big thing. Like, that was my ultimate goal in life was to stay up late pretty much. <sighs> All yeah. right, guys. Let's. Uh, Shout outs. Be done with shows. We oh, you did it? Oh, my bad. All right. Shout outs are done. Thanks, guys. Uh, now we have to do the Jason Dab, but you guys can do that off camera because i got to finish the pizza. It's all sloppy. Enjoy your dabs. Enjoy your times. Uh, see you next week. Or no. See you. Well, something's next week. I'm, I'm gonna, we're going to figure out something. We'll figure something We're going to put something weird out. Might be short. Might be something, but it'll be something. And then uh, the week after that, we're back on track. Hell yeah. Peace. Practically every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic checkers on the record albums have their own This is a special question. We don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. One of us smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensimedia. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it ganja.